is up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am John Nathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about one title in 4K Spotlight, and it's one that neither of us have ever seen. And you know what? Honestly, I don't know if we ever will. We'll see. Um, well, little... if that's the case, why the hell are we talking about it? <laughs> Just because it's because it's a new release. I mean, we got to let people know that you know it was in the theater. It didn't do so hot, and now it's coming out on 4K. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we'll be moving on to Through the Wall, where we got three brand new trailers to give our thoughts on. So that's going to be fun. Um, and then we'll be moving into our headliner of the night, which will be our breakdown of the new Pixar movie, Turning Red. Hell yes. So, Caleb. What do you say we get started? Say, let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not. You've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. All right, so jumping into 4K Spotlight, we have Nightmare Alley coming to 4K this week. Um... Like I said, Caleb and I have never seen this movie. Um, you know, I would honestly watch it watch it just for the costumes alone. Really? Yeah, like they they give me like a great Gatsby kind of vibe, and I'm always up for that. Okay. I'm looking at pictures um, right now. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um so, last I checked, this movie is on HBO Max right now, so if you guys want to check it out over there, you can. Um, but, besides coming out on just regular 4K and Blu-ray, uh, this is also getting a uh, Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Um, and, not gonna, I don't know what it is, I don't know, the steelbook's like plain to me. Like, I actually like the 4K cover better, because the, the steelbook is just, like, I'm assuming just the main guy, but yet the uh, the regular 4K has, like, uh, uh, him and then uh, three other women on it, and I don't know, that that just pops a lot more to me than just him on a steelbook. Um, I mean, he does have some cool stuff behind him. But... Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Um, I really like the inside. I will give you that. The inside does look cool. 
Um, the inside just has a lot of stylized. What are those tarot cards? I think so. Caleb, you better not talk me into picking this steelbook up, you bitch. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you I talked me into the West Side in- Story last week. Hey, I just said now- that the inside is cool. Like, I totally agree but, with you. The cover but, needs work. But you know how I am that when someone else says, oh, you know, it actually looks pretty cool. My inner thoughts are just like, yeah, Jonathan, it looks pretty cool. You should buy it. <laughs> Dude, the inside's the only thing that it has going for it. Okay. Like the I outside... wish that we could see the back. I hate that they don't show the back. Like You literally just have to wait until you buy the movie to see the back. Well, if you Google it, like I just googled Nightmare Alley 4K. Oh, and oh it's it, the back it showed show. yeah, it's showing me the uh the inside and the the cover and the back. And the back is just kind of plain. It like nothing really super special about it. All right, sorry, I gotta, I gotta I gotta make my final judgment if I'm buying this or not right here, right now. Let's do it, guys. Yeah, like the back fits the the front cover pretty well but okay yeah wow that is blurry as hell yeah right how it is when i type in nightmare alley okay i get you know i can get like uh um like a nightmare on elm street coming up for suggestions that makes sense but why in the hell does the purge movie steelbooks pop up (laughs) and halloween this this doesn't make any sense okay well, there's that. Um, I do want to point out, though, minus uh, besides this coming out, and I already pre-ordered this bitch because I have to have this. Um, they are doing a 4K exclusive box set of Steelbooks to Best Buy for the Hunger Games films, and it looks so bitchin'. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like Caleb, you should you should Google it because they look beautiful. I can't wait. I I really hope that mine's shipped in good condition because I'm gonna cry if it's not. It's the box set. Yeah, yeah, 4K steelbook box set. Is it the the one? Holy shit! From Best Buy. Yeah. Dude, that looks sick. Right? So cool. So the backs of these are make up the map? Yeah, I believe that's how it... Whoa. Right? Oh, it's so cool. That is... That is sick. Is it I a, love was that. It, right? Was it $100? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was hundred dollars. Yeah, but or is technically ninety bucks. But okay, so that's not bad. Thirty. I I always love when they go for like an artistic cover. I do too. Like it all. It always works out better or looks just super killer. Yeah. Like I don't think there's ever been like an artistic cover or adaptation or it's just. Something done in some different artistic style that I've not liked. That's fair. Like not none that come to my 
come to mind right now, but like this is is epic. Like the front, I'm assuming it's the front. The front has just some sort of like clipped artwork from the first movie or from the movie itself, and then the sides make up the the Mockingjay symbol or the Hunger Game, whatever. And then the backs show, or, like, one of them shows you, like, the different districts. And then the other three are, like, the maps of Pan Am. Like, that's freaking sick. I'm so excited. Yeah, so, I love that. I'm going to be, I really, I really hope that if mine comes in damage that it's also sold in stores. Because I need this to be in pristine condition. <laughs> For how freaking expensive this bitch was. I'm just saying. Dude, freaking makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Um, like, I'd be extremely pissed if this didn't come in, like, perfect condition. Th- thank you. Yeah. Oh, so excited. So. You should be. This is, this is, this will be a freaking killer ass purchase. Right. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm kind of a, well, I was going to be amazed that pre-orders haven't sold out yet, but I guess, you know, no, no, not a lot of people are huge fans of the Hunger Games films. I'm not a fan of the ending. That's, that, that is fair. But I wasn't I, I a can... fan of the ending of the book either. Uh, you know what? I can absolutely agree with that. But the books themselves were good, and this was a, a time where they had like a bunch of like weird, um, dystopian future books out. Like they had Hunger oh, Games, yeah. they had freaking Maze Runner, Divergent. Like th- this was just the era of dystopian future, and Ender's I liked. Game? Was what? That, was oh, that Ender's Game. Yeah, yeah, that was another one. Uh, that one only got the one movie, though. Oh, yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, so... Yeah, Hunger Games is just top-notch. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like, I freaking love the Hunger Games. I couldn't... I hate to say it, I couldn't even finish the first Divergent movie. And then I never bothered with the others. I, I've seen... I don't know how many there are. There, I mean, there was supposed to be, like, I think, four, but then the third one bombed so bad that they were going to make it a TV uh, movie, but that never happened. Okay. So I watched the first and the second one, and okay. half of the third. Okay. What's What only got you halfway through with the third? Why? I, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Like I didn't, so I watched the first one in theaters. I watched the second one at home. I think we rented it um, from Redbox. Then the third one, same thing. Like we rented it, but I freaking I passed out like halfway through. (laughs) Like I was so freaking boring. (laughs) Oh shit, that's funny. Um, but yeah. Um... Yeah, that so that that is it for uh, 4K Spotlight. So if you guys want to pick up Nightmare Alley, that comes out this week, as well as that bitchin' uh, 4K Steelbook Ultimate Collection of the Hunger Games films. 
So, which is only available at Best Buy. So, yeah, if you're it while you can, if you like Hunger Games, I would highly recommend this. It's gorgeous. Freaking kill! Like this is what a box set should be, right? Like, or just like this is how like the four movies should intertwine with each other. Like Avengers should have done something along this line, but like I said, it should have been like just when you put them all four together, it should make up the Avengers symbol, and then I don't know, like I agree top four heroes <laughs> or something like that. Well, that uh, just solidify Caleb kicking out Hawkeye and Black Widow. Rude. Unfortunately. Actually, you know what? After Endgame, I actually would have preferred it to be Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and Black Iron Hawk. Or, or Black, Black, Widow Iron Hawk. Hawk. Black Iron Hawk. Black Iron Hawk. No, Black Widow and Hawkeye. And wow, not included no. Hulk. Not Hulk. Ouch. Dude, I I cannot even begin to express how much I hated the Hulk. <laughs> I think Which we were sucks because like, he's my favorite character. I think we've already said this on the podcast, like even with when we broke down Avengers Endgame, when because me and Caleb saw Endgame opening night, midnight, it was freaking awesome. But uh, when they first introduced, you know, Professor Hulk on the screen, I have never heard Caleb let out a louder sigh than he did that. Just, uh, <laughs> it was so loud. I hated it so much, <laughs> so freaking much. Uh, anyway, Let's get out of that depressing news. Um, let's move on to uh, Through the Wall this week, where uh, we got three trailers to talk about. Uh, first up, we finally got our first official trailer for Miss Marvel, which drops, was it June 2nd? Yeah, so it so. starts right after Moon Knight ends. Hell yeah. Or okay, cool. close to. Yeah. Because, yeah, Moon Knight premieres... Uh, doesn't Moon Knight premiere this month? Yeah, so it premieres uh, March 30th. Okay. And cool. I think they stated that it was going to be a one episode... A week thing? Uh, Yeah, so that, like, starting off with one and not, like, releasing two. Oh, like, I mean, Hawkeye, so, that made sense, just because if they didn't do it that way, it w the last episode would have released after Christmas, and that just would have been weird. Yeah, so the last episode will be on May 4th. <laughs> Star Wars Day. Yeah, and then the Obi-Wan series, which we'll get into, um, yeah. will release the 25th, and then the it'll have that go, and then... So Ms. Marvel is going to start, you said June, June what? I think it's June 2nd. June 2nd? Yeah, let me double check. You sure? Because that's a Thursday. It might be June 8th. You know what? Let's search this up. Myth, Ma no, god damn it. Bitch, you bitch. Ms. Marvel release date. You know, it would be nice if they just, you know, told me the release date, like, when I search it and not have to go searching for it. 
because that's like really annoying. Uh, June eighth. June eighth. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, Obi Wan will be two episodes in. Okay. If they are still releasing on on Wednesdays, which I'm assuming they are, because that's just Disney Plus Day. It seems. Yeah. Ever ever since um, ever since Loki uh, uh premiered to amazing numbers on Wednesdays. Yeah, they've stuck with Wednesdays. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll be we'll begin Ms. Marvel and Obi Wan at the same time, which oh, I shit. could not be more excited for. You know what though? People are gonna hate my opinion though on which one I'm ex- more excited for. Ms. Marvel. Yeah, just from the trailers. I'm sorry, but I mean we'll get into it. But Obi Wan Kenobi just uh, I don't know the trailer just didn't do a lot for me. Whereas like Ms. Marvel. I'm getting like a uh, like Spider-Man Homecoming kind of vibe from it, and I'm loving that because yeah. I love that movie. So let's talk about that trailer. Yes. <laughs> um, I have some issues with it. Acting wise, acting wise, it looks great. Yeah, I love who they chose to play Kamala. Yeah, she seems like she's doing a really solid job. Like, just obviously we haven't gotten a whole lot, but it seems like she's she's doing a pretty decent job, especially with this being her first role. Yeah. Um, My issue lies in the creative direction that Marvel decided to take. All right, let's hear it. I do not like that she gets her powers from some cosmic band. That that is fair. I I don't like it. I don't, and it, it like actually that I probably could have forgiven. It's just the fact that her powers are now cosmic based and not stretchy. I mean, now I know people would make the argument, yeah, but she does like a stretchable fist in it. No. And then... No, and I, no. I'm on the same page as you. <laughs> no, I'm on the same page as you. But because st- yeah, when she does that, but the, I'm sure a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, but she she does like the whole like flexible fist and then punches. I'm just like, but it still doesn't feel the same because there's so much cos- cosmic um, power around that. It it feels more Green Lantern. It was exactly what I was afraid of. Yes. Yeah. It. Yeah, it does. It's weird because. Someone's like blasting her, so she's putting up a shield. And so, but the shield is like this weird broken energy. Or it looks like it's broken. It looks like it's just kind of like squared, pixelated, whatever. But it, like, she puts that up and it's like a full blown shield. When she goes to like, I think it's her dad coming in the door, she like pushes and there's like, It's not even like a hand. It's just like a a square piece that like goes and shuts the door for her. So it's almost acting like it's an extension of her body, but not really. (laughs) Like if it was only her body, like if it was just, I would have even like preferred it to be more like, like if you were going to go the Green Lantern route, just freaking own it. Yeah. Like if you're going to do 
stuff where she's like stretching out and like enclosed stuff, make it look like her like it's cosmically stretching her out. Yeah. Like just do that. Or even like when she's when she's running across those platforms, like she's manifesting these platforms and like running across them. I would have preferred to see her running with like long legs. That would have been so cool. Like cosmically long legs, but yeah, still. Yeah. I would have preferred that. Like Marvel, you do were you were doing so good <laughs> at adapting like the crazy powers into like and being like realistic with them and you could have freaking pulled this off. But I know for a fact that they were afraid that people were going to get confused why she doesn't have the same powers as Mr. Fantastic. Because I'm pretty sure we're going to get introduced to Mr. Fantastic in Multiverse of Madness. A version of him. I don't know if it'll be like the MCU Mr. Fantastic, but I'll bet my left nut we're... <laughs> we're seeing Mr. Fantastic. You heard it here, folks. So if Mr. Fantastic is not in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Caleb owes everybody his left nut. Well, they've like basically confirmed it. They've announced more or less like they shared a, a freaking screen image of these seven hidden figures, which are just the seven f- characters of the Marvel Illuminati. All I know is if I see if I see Lung Gruffid back as Mr. Fantastic. You will see me scream like a little girl. It very well might be him. Oh, that made me so happy. Yeah, but, like, they have a major opportunity with this. Like, and what pisses me off, too, is if they go the route that I think they're going to. The... The members of, like, the Illuminati are Professor X is one of them. Iron Man, which I'm pretty sure is going to be Tom Cruise, which I don't like. I don't either. Mr. Fantastic is a, is one, is a member. Um, Black Bolt is a member. So this gives Marvel their freaking clear to go and like reboot the Inhumans, which Ms. Marvel is an Inhuman. So they have no excuse to not make her powers. Doctor Strange is a is a member of the Illuminati as well. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a variant of him on the on the council or whatever. And then Namor, the Submariner. Is a, is a member. So if they introduce him, like that would be freaking great. Yeah. But I don't know. I have I have problems. If they if they do introduce Black Bolt cuz like that would be just a, an introduction to Reed Richards, Black Bolt and Namor. They have an MCU Black Bolt, whether they want to admit it or not. They have an MCU Black Bolt, and he did a great job. Like, wait, which show was the, he in? He was the Inhumans. 
Oh, I heard that show sucked. It wasn't great, but it wasn't because of the cast. They had an, oh. an amazing cast. Oh. They just had a very, very shitty showrunner. All right. Or whoever wasn't, like, it, whether it was writing, directing, whatever. They did horribly. <laughs> like, for instance, the first thing, so one of the characters is Medusa. Her inhuman ability is that her hair is, like, sentient and, like, okay. acts as, like, other limbs for her. So it, like, flies out and, and can do stuff. Like, it's, it stretches out really far. It's very, like, protected. Like, it, it's, it's basically, it's magic hair, more or less. Okay. Uh, first thing they do with her, and like, I'm pretty sure this is first episode too. Uh, they shave her head. What the shit? I'm like, you are stupid. Like, I that's like exact the exact moment I knew that the show was going freaking down the drain. Did they just like could they not afford the special effects for her hair? <laughs> nope, they couldn't. Wow. Okay. All right. Like not, and then not covering everyone else's special effects that they needed. The cast was amazing. There was only maybe like one person I had an issue with with casting. Okay. Um, but overall, like, it wasn't the cast's fault in the slightest. It was whoever was in charge of like the story. Whether uh-huh. it was the writer's story, whether it was the director's story, whoever was in charge of like where the story went that's whose fault the show is it is not the cast's fault got okay gotcha um but yeah like if they include black bolt that's just going to open up the door for inhumans and with ms marvel being an inhuman you could just not do the whole cosmic shit like it makes sense because she is going to be included in like the Marvels, but she. There are just so many like fundamental. Ms. Marvel stories that they are going to miss out on telling, unless she somehow has like a shape shifting ability. Mm. If they if they don't have that, because like her powers, mess with her, self image. Like she can make her, herself look like whoever she wants, like but she, and she chooses to try and look like Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel is what the quote unquote ideal superhero looks like, and so when she finally like has that moment of realization that oh, I can be a superhero and look like how I look, like that that's just like a great character moment, and they're robbing her of that. Like it's it sucks. It completely sucks. So that is honestly the the reason why Ms. Marvel, my excitement level for it has dropped a lot. Okay, no fair fair enough. Just because I know what we could be getting. <laughs> yeah. And you guys even released a freaking basically a Ms. Marvel video game. Like serious. That's yeah. That's that's very true. Like you done goofed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. 
So that's all I have to say about that that trailer, honestly. Like it looks it looks like it'll be fun, but it's not gonna be the Ms. Marvel that I know we could have. And so just for that, I'm like, eh. I don't know. I'm I'm up for the change. I hate. I mean, I I I get where you're coming from, absolutely. And I do hate that, even though they're showcasing her like stretchable powers, but implying the cosmic power as well just isn't working. But I'm very optimistic about this show. Um, so like on, I don't know. Like honestly, I might say out of the two new Marvel shows that are coming out, I don't know if I'm more excited for. This or She-Hulk after Moon Knight? I, w- I would assume you're more excited for She-Hulk. That is what the one, yeah. It yeah. is definitely the one that I'm most excited for. And it's just because I love She-Hulk as a character. And That's fair. Honestly, you can't screw She-Hulk up. <laughs> Don't like, say that because you never know. I, I know, but it's it's just... They did it's that with really the Hulk hard for you. Hulk, no, Hulk is really easy to screw up. Yeah, He's extremely easy to screw up. It's, but She-Hulk, like if you just follow the source material, follow who She-Hulk is, and and like at her core, she is a lawyer. Yeah. So you can like no matter what direction you take, like if you want to go heavy action, go heavy action. If you want to go heavy. Um, true crime st- like style stuff, you can go that route too. Like there is no wrong route to take with She Hulk. There is absolutely many, 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 many wrong directions to take with Hulk. Fair enough. Fair enough. And yeah, it's just he's one of those characters. It's really hard to get right, yeah. and I still am not super happy with any iteration of the Hulk that we have seen on screen other than like Lou Ferrigno's. I did not like Eric Bana's. I did not like, or I was okay with Edward Norton's. That movie I feel doesn't get enough love. Eh, I think it gets the exact amount of love it needs. <laughs> I disagree, but that's just me. Um, and then Mark Ruffalo's had some, amazing promise yeah but then they released thor ragnarok and just ruined it yeah yeah they did um like as soon as i heard hulk talk i was was, i'm like shit yeah like you knew the the freaking thor ragnarok trailer i was hyped i'm just like this is freaking hulk like someone that's not like full blown like crazy rage monster, yeah. but also someone that's not like freaking stupid. But no, yeah. they made him a freaking two year old, and it aggravated the ever living hell out of me. <laughs> uh, Don't let comedic directors touch Hulk. <laughs> uh. All right, let's well let let's move on uh, before Caleb uh, blows gets angry. Coronary. Yeah, before he gets <laughs> angry anymore. Okay, uh, like okay. Well, last thing, excitement <laughs> level for Ms. Marvel. 
I'm personally sitting at a seven. Dude, that's actually like a lot higher than I thought you were going to be. So. Yeah, like I'm excited. I'm excited to see Ms. Marvel on screen. I think her her uh, comic accurate suit looks incredible. Yeah. Ooh. Like, oh, freaking. Like, that's just chef's kiss perfection. It's the only issue that I have with this show so far is the change in power. That's fair. That that's completely understandable. Uh, well, I mean, I'm at an eight for Miss Marvel. I'm actually very excited for this show. Fair. Uh, moving on to uh the final trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog two, um, which this movie comes out next month. It's freaking crazy. Dude, um, holy shit! Oh my, god. dude! You know, someone made like one of the funniest comments that I've seen uh, when they said, "You know what? I feel Sega made the best casting choice with Idris Elba as Knuckles because Knuckles is actually intimidating now with his voice." Dude, <laughs> like, you know what? Up. Fair enough, dude. It's always been a little too high, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Any other shit that high, I've seen, but just like it should have been like a lot more, like, like a little deeper. Like I feel Idris Elba is perfect. He's the perfect voice for Knuckles. Yeah, dude, I loved this trailer so freaking much. It was so freaking fun. It yeah, dude, it's amazing. And like this has nothing to do with the trailer. Just really quickly, it's amazing how much you can tell that the people making this movie truly love these games because the poster uh or like one of the posters for sonic the hedgehog 2 is literally so it's sonic and tails with a huge two in red and then hovering over the two is eggman and that's actually a nod to the uh poster for the original game sonic the hedgehog 2 dude no shit yeah that's literally exactly how the poster looked dude that is awesome. Right? Such it, an awesome nod. Dude, it felt like I saw that poster. I didn't know that it like originated from like the classic game. I, I didn't either until someone pointed it out. Yeah, some like knowing that now, it like it on it truly felt like an original poster. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like I don't think we've ever seen a poster like this before. Yeah. And just knowing that it comes from like it's like the roots of Sonic. Like, oh, come on! Like, you guys freaking nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Dude, when are people gonna un- like? When are like studios gonna understand? I feel like Kevin Feige's done a pretty decent job of it so far. <sighs> Warner Brothers absolutely has not. <laughs> I mean, I think they're getting there with Matt Reeves. But you have to let fans make the content. Like, you have to. Yeah. Like, no one else is going to understand the character better than a fan. True. Look at the look at Star Wars nowadays. Yeah, like, if I was interviewing directors for any intellectual property... Or any just like comic book, anything nerdy. I'd be like, I want to see pictures of you as a child. I want to see your teenage room. And if you don't have a poster of what the hell you're interviewing for, you don't get the job. 
you know what? Fair enough. Like, I want to see your comic book collection. Oh, you have a majority of the character we're wanting you to create a movie for? The gig is yours. I don't think they'd want to see my childhood room because I don't know if I would do a good job at directing it. Because I had a, um, a, uh, like a life size, like theater size. Okay, so not like just like the usual theater size posters that they have, like outside. It was like one of the huge ones that they hang up inside to like really bring focus to the movies, uh, for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't think I'd do a good job at reinventing that. that. <laughs> Honestly, Honestly, that's, that's a the tough movie. one. Yeah. Like it makes sense. That's a that's just a tough property to tackle. Yeah, at all. Great movie. I love the movie, and I love World Doll, but I just don't know if I would. I'd struggle quite a quite a bit. Yeah, but uh, you have to let fans make your content, and when you do, you it, it, I will be shocked, genuinely shocked if Sonic Two does not do well. Oh, same here. Like, I can't believe that we're living in a year that m- people are more excited for a Sonic movie than a Mario movie. I never thought I'd see that. The bar's not super high, but <laughs> but yeah, Fair it's oh, my goodness. The all I have to say, Mario better freaking be good. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, this this looks so good. I mean, you don't really get a whole lot of new in this trailer. I mean, you get some new story aspects um, with, uh, um, oh, my God. Do you remember James Marsden's character's name? Uh, Wasn't it Thomas? Or yes. Tom? Yeah, I think it was Tom. Um, So we have Tom's wife's best friend, like, getting married. Um, and of course, you know, like Sonic ruins it just because like he has to inform everybody that Eggman is back. Um, and just, I don't know, throughout the trailer, it's just like, it's just a bunch of shots of just, you know, uh, Sonic, Tails and Eggman just going at it. And I love, um, there's one, like, while, uh, an audio is playing over how, um, uh, Knuckles is telling Sonic, like, you're untrained, you're unskilled, uh, yada, yada, yada. And then finally, Sonic's just like, you forgot one, unstoppable. And I'm just like, F, yes. And then <laughs> I love how the final shot is Knuckles freaking trying to keep knocking him out. He's just like, stay still so I can punch you. And Sonic's just like, for someone named Knuckles, you're really not that good at punching. <laughs> Dude, this movie's going to be great. It. Uh... Like my my expectations are, one. I do too. Like I would I, love to sh- see Shadow. I would or love freaking sh- Mecha Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. This dude. This is. This series better be good. Like it. It like I. My expectations are high, but not unrealistically high. I am so excited to see this. Yeah, I I am too. Like, not um, you know, I've actually always wondered who is your favorite Sonic character. I don't think I've ever asked you that. Oh, actually, it's always it's always been Shadow, followed okay. really closely by Knuckles. 
Hell yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah, Knuckles has always been my favorite. So the fact that like we're getting him in the freaking sequel already, like I was over the freaking moon when they announced that. So even if we don't get a third movie, at least my favorite uh, character got to be in at least one of these. But I really do hope that at least, I, I don't know, do you think there will be a tease of Shadow? I hope so. Oh. Like, yeah, like you, I really you hope ha- so. Like, if you're going to do a third one, you have to put Shadow in it, right? Like, come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> you have to. And you guys could keep this going forever. Like, if you wanted to save Mecha Sonic, like, for even an even later, like, sequel, like, freaking do that. Like, if you keep giving us as good of stuff as we got with the first Sonic the Hedgehog, and as good of stuff as I'm expecting us to get in this next, or Sonic the Hedgehog 2... Like, ugh, come on. Would you ever want to see Silver on the... I am not super familiar with Silver, so... Dude, I'm not either, because, like, literally, the only um, exposure I have to Silver is playing as him in, like, the Mario and Sonic games, or Olympic games. Hmm. I mean, he was cool. I mean, he uh, he looks like a cool-ass hedgehog. I'll give him that. Um, but like, yeah, character-wise, I know like jack shit about Silver. Yeah, like, I think their best bet's just to stick with the the popular characters. What about Amy? Would you bring in Amy? I I would eventually bring in Amy. All right. I'm okay though if they don't bring in Blaze. No, nothing against Blaze, but I I I don't really know what you could. What you could do with her, because I just feel like a lot of people just don't really know her that well. Like, she was introduced before Silver, and I feel a lot more people know who Silver is over Blaze. I don't know either of them, so. Like I said, dude, when you play. Like, I I know bare bones Sonic. Like, I know. Really? Yeah, like, the, the four that I knew, like, immediately were Sonic, Tails, Shadow, and Knuckles. Okay. The ones that I was just recently introduced to was like Amy. Really? Anyone else? Everyone else? I'm like, I have no idea. No so frame vec- of reference for. No, not 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 vector. Nothing like that. Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Well. All right. Um. One thing that I I noticed, it feels like they're throwing in some like mild references. Is isn't there a snowboarding game with Sonic? Uh I mean there there is like well I don't know if it ever takes place in on the actual snow. I mean, you know they they do go snowboarding in the Olympic games that they're in <laughs> or the Winter Olympic games. Oh, what I'm thinking of Sonic Riders. <sighs> oh yeah. That is like that's something I feel we got a nod towards with the snowboarding scene. You know what? That's fair. That that is fair. And that was a nice uh, Winter Soldier joke right there in that scene as well. That was funny. It felt a little out of place, but it was funny. Yeah, it wore. I don't know. It, it kind of felt like natural coming from Sonic because that that's just something that he would say. Might not yeah. make sense to us, but it makes sense to him. Yeah. So I I'm. I'm digging it. I'm I'm really digging I, it. I am too. My excitement uh, level for this, I'm a solid nine. Dude, same. Like, uh, 
hell. To, um, I actually already bought tickets for it. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I'm I'm stoked for the sequel. Nice. Freaking love it. <laughs> um. Well, that's it. Uh, okay, so you said you're at a nine, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm at, at a nine as well. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, moving on to our uh, final trailer to talk about. You know, I just realized, like, uh, me talking about with Miss Marvel, how like I was more, um, interested in that one over the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer because I thought that we were actually talking about that, but then I forgot that we decided not to. I mean, we we can co- cover it real quick. Okay. Um, um, I know that you're not like super excited about the Obi Wan series. The only thing that I'm excited for, because I mean, you know, like like you are know so much more about Star Wars. I feel because my my uh, jam, and I know a lot of people are gonna hate me for this, is like the sequel is like the main trilogies of movies. Uh, you know, the sequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, and original trilogy. More so, I've seen the sequel trilogy more than any of the others. I know, hate me. Go ahead. Um, so the thing that I'm most excited for is, of course, to see Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I am so freaking excited for that. And, of course, Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only things that about that trailer that I'm going to throw out... Um, I I know that not many people. So the Inquisitors are, from what I've I'm I've understood and like read about them, the Inquisitors are relatively new to the Star Wars universe. Okay. Um, and the only reason that they have become part of the Star Wars universe is because they needed uh more lightsaber fights. <laughs> in rebels okay you know what i can justify that yeah so they just kind of were like okay we have these not sith siths (laughs) that work that work for like they're force sensitive dark side users they're but they're not quite sith (laughs) all right okay yeah, so that like ju- because the Sith has have this rule of two where there's only there's one master and one apprentice. Okay. So the master always being Palpatine. Mm-hmm. He had for the longest time he had Darth Darth Maul. Okay. Then when Darth Maul was defeated in battle, he went to Count Dooku. And then once Count Dooku was eliminated, it went to Darth Vader. And then Darth Vader just being like super freaking macho man in the force was the apprentice for the longest amount of time. And then we thought that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and so the apprentices have people underneath them that work for... that work for them. That they are force sensitive or are recently converted Jedi. Okay. Um, like, I know Count Dooku in the Clone Wars had a quote-unquote apprentice uh, named Ventress, and she was a former Jedi that, like, I think, 
I may be butchering this too. <laughs> anyway, for that the way that inquisitors were described to me, they are force sensitive or yeah, force sensitive dark side users Got that it. Okay. are used for extra lightsaber battles. <laughs> okay, I love it. Yeah, so they just kind of got thrown in and it became canon that they're the ones that were sent out and like hunting Jedi and and everything. So everyone's saying that like Darth or Obi Wan needs to just completely waste these characters. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they do have some like cool character. Like the big one is like the Grand Inquisitor. Okay. Um, but I know he doesn't die until Rebels, and by in Rebels, he um Obi Wan is already like an old old man. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, gotcha. So, kind of like mild spoiler there, like nothing's going to happen to Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> at least nothing worth a damn. <laughs> Just ruin the whole show. <laughs> I know, but I think everyone is going to be watching this show for the the obi-wan anakin flashbacks and the obi-wan darth vader fights oh absolutely yeah no doubt about that yeah but um apparently like rumor has it or just the showrunner or anyone involved with this this is going to be the most brutal darth vader we have ever seen and they're and they always like specifically say including Rogue One. <laughs> I mean, like, can you blame him? Because holy shit, he was ruthless in that movie. Yeah, so they're just like, imagine that, just like way worse. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm really excited for that show. Um, uh, yeah couldn't be more excited obi-wan's always been my favorite star wars character like always even before i saw the original or the the prequel trilogy like i i like i would agree like i I liked him as a sir alec guinness being ben kenobi that's fair dude i remember yeah whenever you're uh yeah obi-wan kenobi's lightsaber was always my go-to when me and my friends would choose a lightsabers but it seemed like whenever we would do like lightsaber battles at lunch you know like of course you know you pretend to have a lightsaber i always got stuck with um i was always yoda because no one wanted to be yoda and so i would have to get on my knees just so it could be like correct correct height (laughs) and yeah it's it's kind of hard trying to fight with a lightsaber um, or trying to move around, even though you don't, you're not holding a lightsaber. It's very hard to move around and fight when you're having to just, you know, walk around on your knees. Um, so yeah, dude, do you remember, or did you ever have those Star Wars battle figures? The ones that were, I forget what the hell they're called. Let me see. Like, let me see if I can find them real quick. Okay, I never had those. A tactics. That's the the toy that I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they were these Star Wars figures on these little rollers, and when you would r- roll, like you you could play on a table, 
and place them like anywhere on the table. And then you like you created like your battle um your battle scene. And so to you can move your characters a certain amount of spaces per turn and then make like a couple attacks and whatever. And so the Jedi's always had like a really long lightsaber and you could like twist them back because they had like rotatable torsos so you would twist them back and then let them go and they would swing and like hit the characters okay and so like the whole goal was to knock down all of your other up your opponent's figures but they had like clone troopers um that had blasters and so you could like aim your like you would hold your toy down aim with your your thing push the button and it would fire and you would try to like knock down the other character's toy and then it would have like different advantages um on the bottom like so when you roll like moving one space it's like it makes a click so you roll it and it's like click 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 and then that's in, like how many spaces you can move and so they would have like little tabs underneath so like the jedi like um i think mace windu had one and he's just like okay if if the the if the tally is black, then you can, like, you can stay up if if knocked down. If it's white, like you, like you're you're dead or just, something like that. They were they were just like little rules or like character bonuses on the bottom of these characters. But it it was so much freaking fun. Me and my brothers had like a ton of them growing up, but we never knew how to play properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found I I forget what my point was to bringing these up <laughs> other than like saying that i had i found a dude on tiktok that does a tactics battles because he he was able to collect all of the tactics because oh, they were shit. like they were collectible figures and so yeah he he collected every single one of them and he his whole tiktok is making a tactics battles that's bitchin it is it is so cool. It is so cool cuz you'd have like like just different bonuses too. So it's just like okay, like if this character dies or gets knocked over with a white tab, then you can resurrect all Wookiee's characters. Like all other Wookiees that you had or all of their clone troopers. It would just like keep ways to make the battle go on longer and then you'd have like those little blasters and so you'd either have to like make shot like incredible shots so you had like Django Fett and Boba um you would have force users so it it would kind of like the force it was like this like it was more like a shield that would that you could fire but it was like a force blast but it would like it was so cool. It was so much. I'll have to send you a a, a video of his. Um, but yeah, like I said, I completely forgot the point to bringing this up. So, uh, really excited for Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am at a solid, maybe eight out of ten, because okay. We did not see any Darth Vader. Once we see Darth Vader, I'm like 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm at a 7. So. Completely fair. I 
yeah, I never freaking played this this game, or I never played with these as a kid. And you know what? Now I feel I missed out because this looks like fun as hell. Yeah, they were they were so much freaking fun. Like like I said, me and my brothers never knew how to play properly. <laughs> I just love that. But it it was so much freaking fun. Like I remember it being a blast. Like the the way like the way that we played was just. It was it was so much fun, I, and I honestly wish that we would have collected more. That that's fair. Like I know I know for a fact we had like a ton of them. Yeah, but I don't know if my mom like got rid of them or or something. But I I would love to find these in like storage one day. Like that would be like my dream. <laughs> Anyway, like, so yeah. does that make you feel old? The uh, tactics, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Do you want to feel even older? Sure. Um. Well, no. So just, uh, um, I don't know if you guys uh, saw, but so this past Tuesday or uh, yesterday, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five launched on PS Five and Xbox Series X. Um. And I was thinking about it, you know, I was looking through, I, I was like watching like the trailers from the original re- release and I was like, holy shit, man, I remember how hyped I was up for this game. And I'm thinking, you know, how old is this game going to turn next year? And I'm thinking, it came out in 2013. It's going to be 10 years old next year. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Grant, the- <laughs> does that make you feel freaking old? Because it makes me yes. feel old. Grand Theft Auto like, Five is going to be ten years old geez. next year. I need to go back and and play that game. Like you I, do. I never finished the story mode on that. I'm offended. Dude, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Like, but I have a, like a valid excuse for it. It's because like my mom came down and saw me playing it one time oh, when shit. I when I got it, and she like was like, "No, no more Grand Theft Auto for you." And so I was like, "All right, whatever." And so I, I just stopped playing it. Do you? And have so it on I never like. I Xbox still have one? it. I still have it. But do you have it on three hundred and sixty or Xbox One? Xbox One, but I'm pretty sure like you can get a free up upgrade if you have the three hundred and sixty version. I don't think you. That's. I really? think so. Like that's how that's kind of how it worked with no, some usually, of my older well, because no, because they completely remastered it when they switched it over to Xbox One. I might have to check again. Cause yeah, if you have it in on three sixty, if a uh, if you only have it on three sixty, if a uh, copy of it um, gets delivered, it um, it came. For, it wasn't from me. Just saying, <laughs> just, just saying that. Yeah, but I've, I like I realized too, like how many games that I never completed because my mom didn't like them. That's like so I'm, I'm playing um, Dishonored again right now, and I've realized like, oh, I only made it to this point when I first got the game. Like I was playing it, I was just like, oh, I'd love to replay this. Like I, I like I'm not 100 cer- certain I ever beat it, and I, I didn't even get halfway through it. Wow. Like I, and I realized I'm like, oh, this is the last room or last level i remember playing and i remember my mom coming down while i was playing it and saying that it was like a prostitution like <laughs> like one of the 
you had to like go and sneak and attack these character or these people while they were in a brothel. Yeah. And one of the characters you're trying to get a security code from and he's attached to like this electric chair type thing and he's like blindfolded and you come in and he's just like, "Oh yeah, freaking zap me." <laughs> And so you what do, the hell? yeah, yeah. It it's freaking weird. Okay. But like this, like this was the only place that he was like exposed, and so it's like okay, like you have like a small window to go and get him, and so like you do, you, like you go and you freaking just zap the shit out of him, and then he's just like, I'll tell you everything. He tells you everything, and then you zap him again, and he dies. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Because like my mom came down, it was either while it was either while I was going around the brothel, and there yeah. were like a bunch of girls around, like wearing skimpy clothes. It was either during that or during the scene where you're like zapping him, and he's like, it was like early into it because he was like getting off on it. Because <laughs> like you zap him the first time, and he's just like, oh yeah, I've been bad. <laughs> And you're just like, zap. <laughs> and then he's just uh, like, oh, yeah, I earned that. <laughs> then he starts like, it's weird. It is super oh freaking weird. And eventually word. he's just like, he, he tells you what his safe word is. And then you zap him like a third time. And he's just like, okay, okay. And like says his safe word. And he's like, okay, I'm like, good to go. And then you zap him again. He's like, ah, like, what was that for? <laughs> like, it, it's super weird, dude. It is beyond uncomfortable. <laughs> So like I I completely understand why my mom didn't want me to play that one, but yeah, it was something else. All right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if you guys want to feel old, GTA Five turns ten years next year. Ten years old next year. Um, but moving on to our final trailer to talk about, we uh. And this, I feel, came out of nowhere because um, they, I feel DreamWorks was like hyping up either a Shrek 5 or a Shrek reboot for the longest time. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to happen. We're getting the original cast back together. It's going to be freaking awesome. And then a couple days ago, they're just like, bam, here's your first trailer for Puss in Boots 2. <laughs> like, okay, this came out of nowhere. I'm okay with it. Because Puss in Boots is one of the rare spinoffs that I think is actually really, really good. It was um, really good. It was such a good sequel. Yeah. And that movie got so much hate. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, which I, I never understood. Because it, it's a spinoff, people. It's not like it's like a direct sequel to any of the Shrek movies. It's a spinoff. Yeah, it, it, was just, it was just a good movie going experience it was just yeah. it's just like a tale of puss in boots before he met shrek and the gang what's wrong yeah. with that it, it was it was fun it was yeah. it was really fun i absolutely agree so um, i i personally am very happy that we're getting the sequel to this like for me it's like about damn time that is fair um and you know uh i would have um rejected the uh, movie if Antonio Banderas was not coming back as Puss. Oh, I absolutely would have done the same. No one else can play Puss in Boots. Um, 
I'm very excited to see Salma Hayek back as uh, Kit- isn't it Kitty Softpaws? Isn't that her name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Very excited to see her Kitty back. Softpaws. <laughs> I love it. Caleb mentioned earlier when we were talking about this, he said they better put the old cat in there. Like, come on, you have to bring that cat back. <laughs> Uh, dude, honestly, this has inspired me to go back and rewatch Puss in Boots. Dude, same. Because I don't know about you, uh, but freaking, I, I like the whole storyline with um, Humpty Dumpty and that. I re- Isn't like the two, didn't they make like Hansel and Gretel like freaking terrifying in that movie? Uh, yes. Okay, that that's who the, that's who like the siblings are, right? It's Hansel and Gretel? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're freaking terrifying in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I might turn that movie on tomorrow. Dude, I might too. God damn it. <laughs> is that on uh Paramount Plus at all or is it on uh, streaming services? I, I will check right now while you continue to talk about it. Okay. Um so basically the the uh basic storyline of this film is uh Puss in Boots finds out that literally he's lived eight of his nine lives and so he only has one life left to live and you know it's about him you know living it to the fullest and what what entails living it to the fullest and not gonna lie when they first like um because like the first scene is i think uh a clock tower falls on him and that's how he dies this eighth time and i remember thinking i'm like are they freaking killing off kissing kissing boots kissing (laughs) boots Puss in Boots, um, in the freaking are they are they really showing that they're killing him off in the trailer? Like, what the hell is this? Just becoming Kitty Softpaws movie? But thank God, no. It's just you know them saying, oh hey, you know, like he's died eight times now, he's only got one life left. Um, I think that's a very interesting idea for a sequel. Um, I've I've never seen anyone explore like, hey, what happens if a cat's down to its last life? <laughs> um, so I love that idea. I think that's a really smart um fun idea um you're not you know you don't really get a you you do see some stuff in this trailer but not a lot i mean you just you still see the bantering between uh kitty and puss which is great as always salma and antonio antonio are definitely bringing it for the sequel and i'm so excited to see them back um but yeah it really just just a quick glimpse of what you'll get get uh storywise for this movie reintroduction to the characters and you're given an introduction to the new characters um i forget the other new character's name do you remember his name at all caleb the new character yeah like the one that's like in between them i think he's like a dog isn't he yeah i i don't know if he they gave us a name for him let's find out um but if you guys want to watch puss in boots it is on prime video hell yeah so i i definitely know what i'm doing tomorrow dude it's been 10 years since puss in boots came out yup oh my i just saw that too oh my god i feel so freaking old now dude it's been over 10 years (laughs) oh yeah because it came out in 2011 yup oh good lord it has been 11 years since Puss in Boots came uh, out. Why? <laughs> now, why you got to make me feel so damn old? That's insane. Uh, damn it, I'm not like seeing anything for this character's name. 
is is a, is a dog. I'm pretty sure it's a dog, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like a dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I'm pretty sure they didn't give us a name in the trailer. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, it's so it's. Ba- I mean, really focusing on puss, kitty, and then this dog. Um. So yeah. So I guess we should say that it's actually called Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. It's not called Puss in Boots Two. Yeah. Um, so I, I I'm genuinely excited for this. I am too. Like honestly, I'm you know first trailer and I'm already at an eight. Honestly, I think I'm about there too. Hell yeah! Like if so. anywhere, I'm like a maybe a little bit lower, but I'm at like a seven point. I'd be more at a seven point nine, but I'm not going to be that like anal about it. But so yeah, I'm at an eight. If I'm rounding. <laughs> Wait. What? Yeah. Wait, no, it's not Hansel and Gretel. It's Jack. Oh, it's um. Uh. Oh my God. It's wasn't it like the sibling the siblings that like run up the hill and then like one falls down. Jack and Jack um, and Jill. Yeah, Jack. That's who it is. Yeah, it's not Hansel and Gretel. It's Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Dude, I, I can't wait it was to watch a, this tomorrow. Because <laughs> it was about this time that I think Hoodwink 2 came out as well. And oh, that's Lord. where we got Hansel and Gretel. And yeah, we don't talk about that piece of shit because it's nothing compared to how great the first movie is. I, I, oh, I love Hoodwink so much. Um, but but anyway. Yep. Puss in Boots 2. Or Puss in Boots The Last... Is, is the Last, the last wish, right? wish. The Last Wish. Um, when, when does this come out? Uh, September 23rd. So we got a while, but I am absolutely so excited for this. Honestly, um, I will, I will take this over Shrek five just because I know everyone hates Shrek forever after, but I love so much how they ended the, the story in the fourth movie. I love that movie to death. It's honestly actually like my favorite Shrek movie. I know y'all can hate me for that but I love Shrek forever after. Um, and so that was like a perfect ending to the series. So I never wanted them to touch it after that. And I hope they never do. So I will absolutely take Puss in Boots 2 over Shrek 5. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So should we rank these out of four? What do you got? Uh, shit. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go first so you can get an idea? Yes. Okay. So, number one, I got to give to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 because, oh, I am stoked for the sequel. Uh, two, I would actually give to Puss in Boots 2 because, um, yeah, just very stoked for the sequel. Uh, three to Miss Marvel and then four, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <sighs> yeah, our, our top, our... Ours is gonna be way different. <laughs> um, hey, that's 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 what makes our show so good. Yeah, my number four, I'm actually going to give to Ms. Marvel. Okay. My number three, the margins between my three, two, and one are very close. Are very close. Okay. But my number three, I'm going to give to Puss in Boots. 
Okay. Number two, I'm going to give to Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, I'm out. And then my number one, I'm giving to Obi-Wan. Just because off this trailer alone, I would probably put Obi-Wan at my at number two. But it's just because I know what we're going to be getting out of this show that's okay. bumping me up. All right. Fair so enough. if I was doing it based off of the trailers, then my it would go Ms. Marvel at, at the bottom, then Puss in Boots, uh, then Obi-Wan, then Sonic. So just swapping my top two if you're okay. if you want to incorporate the trailer. If we're not taking trailers into account and just the overall anticipation, then Obi-Wan's at top. Okay. Fair enough. It's kind of funny that my four is your one and your one is my four. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I love when that happens, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, that should that should do it for through the wall i think that's like the longest through the wall we've had in a while it's yeah it was a long one that was awesome though uh got some we had some good shit to talk about uh well what do you say we move into our uh, headliner of the evening i say let's do it So, on this week's episode for our, I almost said main event, sorry, headliner, uh, we'll be breaking down Pixar's newest film, Turning Red, uh, which is now streaming on Disney+, Plus. if you guys have not seen it. Um, But, if you are new to our podcast, which, I was going to say, like, how are you, like, new? We're, like, over 200 episodes in, but, like, you know, you never know. Well, I, you can't blame people that are new because we are not like an episodic uh, podcast. It is very That's much true. like you. It's whatever movie we want to talk about, so you can That's jump in it. at any point. That 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 is a that is a very good point. Um, but so if you are new to our podcast or break down everything, welcome. Um, but here on the All Rose Podcast, when it comes to breaking down movies we break them down by eight different categories and those are story writing acting character development effects music costumes and then we give it our own genre grade and all of those magical numbers get combined together and that gives us our final score for the movie um so if you guys have not personal grade personal grade i'm sorry <laughs> I, I, know, I, I need I need to change it. <laughs> um but anyways, if you guys have not seen Turning Red, and I know it's still a very new movie, it's um you have been warned. This we are going to be giving away every single plot point of the movie. Um so if you haven't seen it yet, pause this episode, go watch it on Disney Plus, and then come back and listen to this episode. Cause here we go. All right. In 2002, Maylin Mei Li is a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl living in Toronto, Canada. 
Mei helps take care of the Li's family's temple dedicated to their ancestor, Sun Li, and works to make her strict, overprotective mother, Ming Li, proud. She tries to hide her personal interests from Ming, such as her crushes on boys and the fact that she and her best friends, Miriam, Priya, and Abby, are fans of the boy band, Fortown. Ming inadvertently embarrasses Mei in front of several students, including Tyler, a school bully, leading Mei to have a nightmare. The next morning, Mei wakes up to find herself inexplicably transformed into a gigantic red panda. After hiding from her parents, Mei discovers that she only transforms when she is in a state of high emotion. Her parents believe her distress is caused by her first period. I really... I'm so bad at, like, saying sentences like that, and I apologize. Uh, later... Did they think it was because of her first period? Uh, yes, they do. Like, I thought it was... Like, I thought it was the mom saying, like, oh... Like, thinking that she was having, like, period problems at the beginning. And then she realized, oh, it's not. It's panda problems. Wait. Wait. Let me find out. Oh, I think... Okay, so they kind of, like, mismatched it, making it sound like they're getting ahead of themselves with exposing her at school yet. But that hasn't happened yet. With her finding... Because you're talking about, like, how... Uh, the mom sees her at, you know, turn into a red panda at school, and then she's like, okay, it's not a period. It's. That's what yeah. you're talking about, right? Like, I, I, okay. I didn't think it was because. Like, that's. I mean, it could have been. I, I don't know. But I mean, that, like, I that mean, would have been a really awful of... thing to deal with at the same time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But oh. no, like, I, I Pixar thought. Really, was... Pixar really diving into some deep shit at that point. Yeah, no joke. But yeah, the way that I interpreted it is that her mom thought it was her period and then realized like later that it was the panda. Yeah, and I uh, I feel like they didn't do a really good job writing it that way <laughs> cuz yeah, that's exactly how it goes in the movie. Um so yeah, after hiding from her parents, May discovers that she only transforms when she is in a state of high emotion, um and her parents believe her distress is caused by her first period. Later, Ming finds out the truth when she again embarrasses Mei at school, causing her to transform again. Ming and Jin, Mei's father, explain that Sun Yi was granted the ability to transform into a red panda in order to protect her daughters and every female member of the family since since has inherited... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, so they explain that Sun, Li, Sun Yi was granted the ability to transform into a red panda in order to protect her daughters and every female member of the family since has inherited the ability, the ability when they come of age. This has become inconvenient and dangerous, so the red panda spirit must be sealed in a talisman. Ta- talisman. Um, talisman, thank you in a talisman by a ritual on the night of the red moon in a month's time. May's friends inadvertently discover her transformation, but take a liking to it, and May finds that concentrating on them and breathing deeply prevents her from transforming. She convinces her parents to let her continue her normal life, though Ming keeps an eye on May. Excuse me. Uh, Fortown announces a show in Toronto as part of their concert tour, but Ming refuses to let May attend it. Using her red panda form, May and her friends begin to raise money for the tickets secretly. Tyler asks May to entertain at his birthday for money. At at oh my god, wow! I cannot do English sentencing today. I'm sorry. Tyler asks May to entertain at his birthday for money. 
At the party, May discovers that the concert will actually be on her ritual night. She gets angry and attacks Tyler when he insults her about her family, scaring all of the other kids. Ming discovers May's recent activities and chastises her friends for seemingly corrupting and taking advantage of her. That we'll talk about that later, but I feel that is like such a great like char- not ca- not character moment, but it's like so in character for her mom, and I love that they didn't do like the like um the whole uh thing that oh even though the mom saw that it was her daughter like transforming at free will th- she still thinks that it's because of her friends made her do it it's not her daughter deciding to you know do it herself i, yeah. I well loved when that. you raise a child when you raise a child that you think is this perfect angel there's like nothing in your mind that can convince you oh they're capable of doing something wrong it's true which i've never i mean even with iris like i'm not i'm not so stupid and naive to think that she's not capable of doing some sketchy shit (laughs) (laughs) like i know i know somewhere down the line she's going to what she is sweet and innocent god damn it yeah for right now (laughs) ish she's a freaking she's a sneaky little one Dude, and she knows it. She, like if she, if you, if you tell her that she's not allowed to have something, and she'll like go and grab it and like hide, and then she, <laughs> like it's okay. So I told her that she wasn't allowed to like to color, because we were putting like all of her crayons and shit away, and yeah. so she grabbed a crayon, ran off, and then I heard like I thought I got all the crayons. Like I didn't realize she had a crayon, and so I like was. I, heard, I, I didn't hear from her for a while because it was, like, super quiet. And so I was like, okay, that's suspicious. And so I got up and was, like, looking for her and found her. And she was, like, underneath the table, like, drawing on this piece of paper. And I was just like, what are you doing? And then, like, she, like, looked over at me and she's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I told you you, you weren't allowed to color. Or not allowed. Like, we, like I told col- you we were done coloring. Over. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I. I told you we were done coloring, and she's just like, "What?" <laughs> like almost said it exactly like that too. She's just what? <laughs> oh, that's like, adorable. You stink. That that's adorable. Oh, I love that. Uh, let's see. Uh, so May's grandmother, Wu, and her aunts come to assist in her ritual, much to Ming's dismay. As May prepares herself, Jin finds videos she took of her as the panda with her friends and tells her this was the happiest he has seen her. During the ritual, just as the red panda form is about to be sealed, May decides to keep her powers. She abandons the ritual to attend the concert at the Sky Dome with her friends, who forgive May for her actions at the party and discover Tyler is also a four-townie like the girls and May. However, during her escape from the temple, May inadvertently damaged her mother's talisman. Talisman, right? Yes. Thank you. Uh... Talisman, talisman. An enraged Ming transforms into a kaiju-sized red panda. I love how they use that wording. Kaiju-sized red panda and disrupts the concert, intending to take take back May by force. <laughs> Dude, I loved how how the dad completely undersold 
how big Seriously. Panda was. He's just you like, never oh, said it was that was... big. Yeah, he's just like, I said she was big. Not that big. <laughs> There's a reason he only saw it once. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the audience hides, Mei and Ming argue about Mei's independence, and Mei accidentally knocks her mother out. The rest of the Lee family arrive to help. <laughs> I don't think that was an accident. <laughs> no, it was not. She meant to do that. Uh, all of the women break their ta- talismans to use their red panda forms to help bring Ming into a new ritual circle. May's friends and Fortown join in singing to complete the ritual, sending May, Ming, and the other women to the astral plane. May reconciles with Ming and helps her mend her bond with Wu, whom Ming accidentally scarred at some point during her first transformation and drove Ming's perfectionism. The other Li women conceal their red pandas in new talismans, but May decides to keep hers as she is finally figuring out who she wants to be. Sometime later, May and her family help raise money to repair the Sky Dome. May and Ming's relationship has improved, and May balances her temple duties with spending time with friends, now including Tyler. Hell yeah. How did I not pick up that Tyler was at the end? I thought it was still just the, the, the four of them. I don't know how I missed him. I missed him, too. Oh, the, okay. The second time, too. Oh, okay. Like, now that you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah. But, like, I wouldn't have remembered that off the top of my head. Okay, all right, good. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I freaking love this movie. Um, Dude, it was so good. It was, I mean, it wasn't, like, the best movie that Pixar has ever done, but it... it oh, no. It that... was up there. Like, I, I feel we all have, like, our favorite Pixar movies that, like, to us, it's, like, top-tier Pixar. Um, If I had, uh, like, my favorite Pixar movie is, like, Toy Story 2. That will always be my favorite. Um, But if I had to say, like, s- like just single movie, no sequel, um, honestly, I would probably give it to Inside Out. That is still, like, top Pixar for me right there. Um, I absolutely agree. Um, Inside Out is is one of my favorites. Like I, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, this one was it was good. It was like it was heartwarming. It had like a a really good message for like everyone, like kids and adults. I feel yeah, it did. Um, there, you 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 ever like um I don't know, like I was uh, I was actually on TikTok and like someone pointed out something that I never even noticed um, because this movie does actually uh, um, I feel like there isn't like any like huge like uh, focuses on the LGBTQT community um, but there is a scene with Priya and I don't know how I miss this when they're at the party because um, uh, it's in it's um, kind of showcase that she actually might be bisexual because she's a four townie but um, when she's at the um, when she's at like the party that uh, May was going to turn into the panda for Tyler, um, she starts like kind of like vibing with this goth girl, and they're and then they're like really having a good time, and her like friends are like encouraging her on, like giving her thumbs up, like go go go, and it's such a like now like going back and like watching again, I'm like oh, this is such a great moment. I love that Pixar is working this into this. I love this. Yeah, I noticed that the first time. I was just like, good for you, Disney. Yeah, 
Like, Love it's it. not, like, blatantly out there. You're not shoving it in our face or anything. Like, not trying to, like, get this subliminal message out into the world. Like, it's just, it's it's subtle. And it, yeah. it's nice. It's, like, it's super nice. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was such a great moment. Um, And just, yeah. Um, And I, uh... <clears throat> Have you heard uh, how, like, a lot of people were saying that, like, this should have actually been rated PG-13, not PG? For what? Because, the, like, the uh, the subjects that they go after, like, with puberty, with, like, girls, like, being really attracted to boys at May's age, like, with her, like, drawing all of those drawings, like, a lot okay, of... Okay, the think... drawings are the only thing that made me feel like, oh, is this... <laughs> What's this rated? But... No, like yeah, I did, I, would... I did not feel like it ever crossed too re- far into a PG. Could you imagine this movie being PG thirteen? That'd be no, ridiculous. I, I don't think I could ever imagine a Pixar movie being rated PG thirteen. That that's just that would just be so weird. Like G, okay, yeah. If this was rated G, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you should have reconsidered this being a PG film because there are some elements in this film that you need to revisit and really understand that yeah this really isn't you shouldn't be showing young kids this like this yeah, is something for like, them oh when they're older down the road yeah um, in the pg yeah, the, range yeah but uh yeah pg-13 that that that's just no too much it, yeah it, it's just especially with how little of a scene that was it was it was so small and insignificant like if they would have taken it any further than that i'd probably be like "Mm, okay (laughs) see this is what would have signified them having to rate it pg-13 because they did this in the simpsons movie and this can actually this will this is not rated r because it's cartoon um is if may drew um freaking like actual like nudity on tyler because in the simpsons movie we actually do see bart's penis um, so yeah, if she drew like any type of nudity, I feel even like the butt, that would have been too much. Yes. So he did, she, well, she did draw him without like a shirt. See, I think that's fine. Anything below the waist, that's a little much. Yeah. But I mean, overall, like, yes, it was a very racy scene (laughs) like it made like it was almost like i shouldn't be watching this (laughs) seriously like it's just the way that she was like how how much she was like drawing or it it was the intensity it was the intensity the facial expressions that she was giving as she was like drawing under her bed in all these drawings was just amazing (laughs) yeah which we'll get into with effects but oh yeah Bro, like so good. <laughs> it re- I, dude, I can't get over like how much I love. Like I love that this movie takes place in the early two thousands, and I'm not gonna lie, that just makes me feel really freaking old because people are starting to, um, make movies being flashbacks to the early two thousands with you know like Tamagotchis and stuff like that, and that just makes me feel really freaking old because that's shit that I grew up with. Yup, I never had a Tamagotchi. But I know I had quite a few friends that did. Um, I had a Tamagotchi. How were they? I've always wondered. They were a blast. Yeah? Okay. D- okay, my favorite thing to do with my- with mine. So Tamagotchis had this... Um, 
had a uh, an online world. Wow. I didn't know so that. if you went online, you could enter a code that your Tamagotchi would give you. And your Tamagotchi would take a trip to the online world. And then you could go and do, like, different activities, get them, like... Like, just do, like, some random shit. Like, play games all with your Tamagotchi. And then when you were done, you would send your Tamagotchi back to your your device. Yeah. It it was so cool. It was, like, one of the first, like, things that I ever did that connected something that I owned in the, in, quote, unquote, the real world and could play with on the digital world. And it, it, there was just something so awe-inspiring to see, like, I put in a code on this device, and now I'm seeing it on this device. Like, it it was so cool. It was so cool back then. And you could do, like, cool stuff, too. So, like, you could create, like an apartment and like have a house and like design that. And then you could like, it was cool. Cause you could send your Tamagotchi to go do shit like that. Like it was, See, it was so out. much fun. It was, dude, it was so much fun. Like I, if, if Tamagotchi's made a comeback, I wouldn't be upset in the slightest. They were, <laughs> a, they were so much fun, but I thought they did. Yeah. Like a couple of years uh, ago, didn't they make a comeback? Kinda like kind of a, a knockoff version of Tamagotchi. Oh, okay. I feel that's bullshit. Um, but yeah, like any t- like it it was sad too, because like eventually, like if you stop taking care of your Tamagotchi, it would die. And so when you would come back and to your device or come back to your Tamagotchi and your your little pet would be dead, it was it, it like it was heartbreaking. <laughs> that is sad. I'm not gonna lie. That is sad. Yeah, like the one thing that did kind of freaking suck is whenever you had to start over and you had like an egg that would take forever to hatch. Like it, it was ridiculous how long it took to hatch. But yeah, I Tamagotchis were uh, were so much fun. And they freaking knocked it on the head with the the mom getting her panda put into a Tamagotchi and having to, like, feed it. Like, oh, my gosh, this thing needs constant care. Like, that's exactly how I feel about how I felt about Tamagotchis. Like, they needed so much freaking care. <laughs> but, wow. yeah, one like, I got better about, like, caring for them when I could, like, upload them. Okay. Um but yeah, it, it, they were fun. Y- if you missed out. <laughs> Damn it. Uh but yeah, the, the, the this just whole movie with like being said I th- what did I say 2002, right? Yep. Yeah, t- yep, 2002. God, that yeah, that just makes me feel really freaking old. So thank you Pixar. I appreciate it. Yeah, no joke. Um, but yeah, I loved so much the, um, friendship that they set up between these four girls. Um, 
throughout the whole i mean i i love that it was like already established um you know you don't really get uh like any like backstory to like how they became friends and nothing like that it's all of a sudden like literally may walks through the door doors of the school and she's just like besties assemble and she's just pointing to all three of them and they just come running to her i love it so much it was so great um but uh what else is there to say about this uh, what what um is there any aspects of the story you didn't like that I didn't like. Yeah. Ooh. There wasn't a whole lot that I didn't care for. That's good to hear. Like, I'm honestly the only thing that I didn't I did care for was the boy band aspect. But it was just like I was. I'm a boy. <laughs> So I was, I've you didn't never listened been... to like in in sync or Backstreet Boys when you were our age. No, like that that type of music never appealed to me. God, maybe that really did. God, I was by back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like wow, that just really solidified it for me. Yeah, if Cable didn't listen to it, then yeah, okay, yeah, wow. Well. I knew I knew some guys that were into that kind of music. They weren't as like open about it as these girls were, but like boy bands were the thing with with girls our age. That's yeah, that's true. Like actually, I think even with for us cuz we we were a little bit past this point. So if hold on, let's see. I need to do some quick math. Oh jeez. Um so if 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 May was 13 in 2002, that means she was born in 1989. Wow. So and then us being born a f- what is that? 6 years later f- or 6 or 7 years later? Like yeah. there were a few things that we missed out on. Like I think we we missed out com- almost completely on the major teenage um boy band phase. Cuz I fair. I didn't know too many girls that were into boy bands, but I did know a f- quite a few that were into like the teen heartthrob people. S- See, I really only started listening to uh, like in sync, like in uh, sync, and uh, the Backstreet Boys because of my sister. Um, yeah. Like what? What year was she born? Ninety. Ninety. So yeah, she would have been right in that that prime spot. Yeah. For boy bands, like she would only be a year younger than so, yeah. than May. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. So perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, dealing with that, um, or addressing that, like, w- like I said, we we missed out on that. Like, we we were in the transition period, but where I went from like boy bands to the heartthrob, like I think by the time we were thirteen, fourteen, or however old it was when he, when he came out, like Justin Bieber was the the thing. Yeah, and like everyone and their mother had a crush on on him. So yeah, I never did, but 
That's his name. No, because he looked like a little douchebag. This is true. <laughs> he still does. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, so on, like that was the only aspect of this I I just didn't like quite grasp onto because, like I said, we missed it. Yeah, I mean, I only grasped onto it just because you know I grew up with a sister that yeah was that makes sense born into I, that I, age yeah yeah like I didn't have um or I wasn't like close to any of my cousins that would have been into that stuff. Because, yeah, when was Panina born? Like, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Observant are you. I'm just kidding. Not very. Like, I could get, like, any time. Like, the only reason, like, I, <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a dick. <laughs> I I know when her birthday is. I could give a shit how old she is. I mean, dude, do you honestly think that she listens to this podcast? I don't know. Oh, she well. might. <laughs> well, she does. First of all, hi, Panina. Uh, <laughs> and second of all, I don't know what second of all is. I have a second of all, but it's not appropriate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Before Caleb says something that he might regret. <laughs> or at least regret I... saying on, you know, on the, the podcast. That would be arguable. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, other than that, I really liked um, most of the other story aspects. There wasn't anything I hated. There was definitely stuff I liked more than others. Um, but overall, I liked it. I wish we would have gotten to see more interactions with her dad. I did too. Like, I loved what they did with her mom. Like, I really enjoyed that they didn't make her like yes she was you know overprotective uh wanted her to go into like a certain direction but i like that they didn't she she wasn't unlikable she i still very much liked her mom it, it never got to the point where i'm just like well you know i i just don't like this character honestly i never un i never unliked the character at all even when it got to the point of where i did i disagreed with what she was what direction she was going with her daughter um with like punishment and everything like that um and when they bring in the grandmother and the aunts um it's completely explained why she is the way that she is and it's completely understandable yeah um, that was one of my favorite scenes when she's talking about like like right after may did the presentation on why she should be allowed to go to the the concert and then she like grabs all her shit walks off and like rolls her eyes at her mother and she's just like who does she think she is acting like this? Like who treats her mother like this? And then immediately treats her mother like that. <laughs> like, yeah. and then like she goes, picks up the phone. It's your mother. I'm not here. <laughs> it's yeah. I, like, yeah. I, oh, sorry, oh, so good. I, I love that. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with you on the dad. Though I yeah, like, and he has one of the sweetest moments in the movie when he when he sees the footage of her and her friends just like goofing around, and you see like the smile on his face, and he explains like this is like the happiest I've seen you, and I love seeing this side. Like that just like warmed my heart. I'm like, aw, yeah. Like he, like you understand too where he's coming from because he was always in a position of being 
judged or not liked for who he was. And as like, especially when it came to his, his mother-in-law and so he, like how willing he was to let may be who she was. Like he, he was totally willing to let her go to the concert and go to school and do all this other stuff with, with the understanding that she was going to be in control of her abilities or with of her transformations i should say um like oh, what am i freaking talking about like he yeah like i said he was willing to go along with whatever she wanted to let her be herself as long as she was able to maintain a level of safety like he was like after they did the they performed the tests on her and was like showing her those flashcards and the box of kittens and everything and he's just like like sure you can go sold me yeah like why not <laughs> and it was always the mom that was like putting up the the fight about it yeah so it it was all it was nice like it's seeing him in like that kind of position because i feel like it's always like disney grandmas and disney dads that seem to be harsh like thinking back onto like king trident or i don't know i feel like there's another dad somewhere oh like mulan oh yeah yeah his her dad was just like nah So it's 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 nice seeing like a Disney dad be encouraging, and I, I love that they're taking this route because like they're they're getting into the the child dynamics that are like that have real problems. Yes, like the mother daughter, like that's a big one. I I would love to see them take on some more father and son ones. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. But, and then, like, a mother and son would be really interesting, too. I honestly think I would actually want to see that before a father and son, honestly. I don't know why. I I think I know why. Yeah. (laughs) I take that back. Yeah. Can you say daddy issues? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, yeah, like. Like and just like just a bunch of other like di- family dynamics, but I feel like the easy, like I think they nailed the 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 father daughter relationship here because out of all of the different dynamics of relationships between parent and and child, the father daughter one is supposedly the easiest. Like the one is that's it the, is it Caleb though is it. From that's that is from what I understand. Like okay. everyone's everyone talks about like same same gender um relationships are always have some weirdness to them. Like mother mother daughter, father son always have something. Like there's just something different about those relationships. Okay. Um the mother son relationship 
is also different because unlike the father-daughter relationship in a mother-son relationship, the mother is going to end up not the woman in that in the son's life. Right? Shit. Yeah. Like at one point she is going to lose her place in the in the hierarchy of people. Yeah. When and then like that's how it, it's it's not quite the same in like a father-daughter relationship because a fa or a daughter doesn't need to replace her father like she's like it's more she's gaining a partner not replacing her father in that role like in in the daughter's eyes her father is always like the king of the household okay even when she gets married yeah all right like I, I'm yeah. totally simplifying all the shit that I've learned, but, I mean, but yeah, you're doing but like it that, very well. It's it, that's the the general idea of that relationship. Okay. Like for, okay. with a mother and son, the mother is like the queen until you find a new queen. Mm, okay, gotcha. And then, like, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um. But I, I really liked um, what's her name, Domi Shi, who is the director of this. Her interpretation of everything because she's like, she does she does really great storytelling. Like and from the Asian perspective as well. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, you're good. Um. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was super interesting. Like, everything. Just that the clashing of uh, of a child com- like coming of age and growing into their own person and not wanting to let that go. Yeah. Um, there's this other study that I've learned where by the age of 12 parents will lose 80% of the one-on-one time with their kids because that's around, that's around the age that they start to want to hang out with their friends more or want to have after school activities or start doing this or that. And so they, they lose a lot of their one-on-one time with their child by the age of 12. And so I think this movie was just showing that, showing that like that separation, like the mother daughter, or May and and Ming have always been like tied as thieves, but eventually it, it gets to the point where she wants to hang out with her friends more. She wants to go out and do things that she, like she wants to experiment with her life. Yeah. Like the way that she was explaining is she wants to experiment with different types of music, but she just wants to go and enjoy the music that she enjoys. Yeah. So I think that was just something that we saw Ming struggling with a lot. And you could and I loved loved the scene when they were doing the rich or performing the ritual and May comes across young Ming. Yeah, that was an amazing scene. Yeah, like 
just struggling with all the things that she's struggling with. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, yes! (laughs) Oh, like, so good. Such good storytelling there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know what else to say about the story. It's it's so good. Um, the fact that this is so uh, the re- director of this, um, she actually directed uh, the uh, Pixar short that came out a couple years ago called Bow, the one with about the um, the mother that um, <laughs> eats having dumpling. A, <laughs> yep. That 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 yep. And but you know, of course, it turns out to be a metaphor. Or uh, because you know that that's how she feels with her son and him leaving and all that jazz. Super cute short, um, really, really, really good. And I feel this was a huge. Uh, I think this was a, a great uh, stepping stone for her with uh, being able to direct this movie. Yeah, I completely forgot that she addressed the the father or the father's mother mother son relationship and she did a really good job with that too in such a short time yeah so yeah she's she kills it with with these kind of stories yeah and it's nice seeing the the cultural differences too like culturally it is like very western like we haven't seen anything where it's like an arranged marriage or anything which i feel a Total side note, like an arranged marriage love story would be crazy to see. Yeah, um, that would be. Like, if anyone has a good um, arranged marriage relationship uh, movie to recommend, I would love to hear them. But anyway, um, yeah, she she does she does really good at like applying culture to relationships absolutely like and i i love that they didn't dive too heavily into the um the asian culture and like the honoring of your your ancestors like i feel like they could have just like saturated the movie with with that kind of stuff yeah but it was it was like nice it was just like very subtle and we understood like most of it like i Obviously, we don't understand the like intricacies of it, but we understood like the general idea of everything. Yes, but I agree. Yeah, I um, I really like this story. I didn't have very many problems with it. Neither did I. Shit, am I like super high on this? <laughs> I was initially coming into this thinking I was going to give it in, like, the high 80s, but I think I might have talked myself up. Hell yeah. Where are you at? I personally, I'm in the high 90s. Um, and me The high pers- 90s? Yeah. Or, sorry, Shit. low 90s. I apologize. Oh, I was sorry. I was going to say, like, like good for you. <laughs> um. So, personally... Personally, I am going to give this a 93 for your story. That is actually almost exactly where I'm at. I'm just one point lower at a 92. Hell yeah. Sweet. 
And so that averages us out to a 92.5. Moving on over to writing. I feel the writing was just as strong as the story. I do too. There wasn't anything that stood out too much. But I did realize or recognize that there was not very much wasted dialogue. There was not. I mean, the biggest thing that I was afraid of with the writing for this, especially with me, uh, was uh, she might. I felt even though you know she's thirteen, and you know she, when you're thirteen, you're obnoxious. You're you're a teenager, um, so of course you're going to be kind of a little bit annoying to some other people. But honestly, she never was annoying to me, and I feel that's like a remarkable uh, fleet feat, whatever, um, for Pixar to accomplish because. With, like, all the advertisements, I'm sure a lot of people thought that, oh my god, she's just going to be, like, the most annoying Pixar character ever. Um, But, turns out, no, she's actually, I feel, a truly compelling character. And um, the writing for her is just incredible. It's so, so good. Yeah, I... Gosh, like... The, the writing was, like, so interesting. The only one that I feel I'm going to dock for, and it was just because there was a lot of stuff that she said that I needed subtitles for. And this was Jin, the Korean friend, the one that was, like, super hyper. There was a lot. I think it was Jin. Was it, no, that's Abby. It, it was Abby? Yeah. Which one, who was, which one was Jin? Wait. Okay, the, wait, the Asian friend? Shit, one second. <laughs> no, you're good. I freaking love that someone posted, or what? This website posts a picture of the characters. <laughs> Little cheat sheet. Oh, Jen is the, the dad. Uh, Whoops. Oh, okay. Uh... Okay, yeah, so it was Abby. Okay. Dude, this is so yeah. funny. Like, have you seen pictures of the, the actresses? No, uh uh-uh. They look exactly like their character. Other than like oh, other than Miriam. Awesome. Re- really? Yeah. Like Okay, I gotta look this up now. Yeah, like that that's that's cool. That's super cool. But yeah, Abby. Abby was like the super hyper Korean friend. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that she like she spoke really fast. And I don't really think that was her. It's hard for me to consider that a writing issue. <laughs> I mean, she had some of the the best lines though. Like when when they are admiring that kid um, at the uh, the little convenience store, she's just like my my mom cut my mom uh, said that she cut his hair. I got to feel it. It's very soft. <laughs> <laughs> she loses it. I love it. And then the other two uh, besides uh, May is just like, oh come on, girl, hook a girl up. Like you got to give us some. I'm just like, you know what? That is truly something a 13 year old would say. Dude, I loved the line where they were talking about uh, Four Town, or where May was like, "It's Four Town, like, w- like we're Four Townies," and and talking about that, and they're just like, "Yeah, but going to see Four Towns like a million dollars, and Devin's free." <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah no it's so great yeah because yeah free free is just like yeah he's he's right there and yeah abby chimes in and free <laughs> her her facial movements just like make it so great and her like emphasis on using her hands yeah Dude, the, so the only character that i feel was like even slightly wasted at least writing wise was devin because i feel like he was just kind of like a throwaway character yeah, you'd think that, like, maybe we would have revisited, like, him, you know, discovering the pictures that she had drew, or, like, at least, like, doing something with that. I, okay, I do feel like they couldn't do that with the age difference. Like, how do you handle that? Well, I, I mean, I don't mean, like, that, but... No, maybe... like, like, I'm I'm not even talking, like, oh, he suddenly, like, has feelings for May or anything. I'm just talking, like, how do you address those drawings? Like, eh, do you, enough. do you, zo- like, because either way, you make him look like a douchebag or a, a pervert. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, you got a point there. Because you can't go back and show him, like, oh, he hated them. Because That's then you're true. like, oh, douchebag. And then you can't show him, like, liking them or hanging them up, because then you're like, ooh, that's pervy <laughs> yeah so i guess it is a good thing that literally the f- only thing that we ever see him do is just like have like a wide-eyed expression on his face when he sees him at first yeah like like any normal person would yeah <laughs> um okay there now that i think of it there's something that is like writing wise that i i didn't care for uh when she was running past the convenience store as a panda and then she like starts thumping her leg and <laughs> like does that yeah. i'm like that was dumb <laughs> that was that was that was a little much yeah it, it was funny but <laughs> kind of dumb <laughs> so I, I mean i'll dock for that but not like a whole lot i yeah because, yeah, I was fine with, like, the only joke, like, really being with her being infatuated. Not infatuated, but, like, realizing, like, oh, shit, I actually do think it's hot. He's hot. It's just when, like, during the whole, like, scene <laughs> when she's at her computer and she's, like, drawing, he's just like, you know what? Like, even his arms aren't great. But, you know, like, maybe he has the nice abs and just she's, like, looking over her drawing. And she, like, takes over, takes off her headphones and then she grabs the notebook and presses it up against her and stands up and then just like rolls under her bed and like continues drawing. <laughs> Gosh. That, dude, I or that I, forget, so I love the part where she uh, it, it's not able to go under the um, the bed fully and her mom, of course, comes in because, you know, of course, you know, and offers her a snack and she keeps telling herself, don't look at the notebook, don't look at the notebook. And she does. Just like... <laughs> I, I like it shouldn't be funny, but it's freaking hilarious. It, it was that I felt that was super well written. It yeah. It's just it like really the was. way that she's just like super small pupils and then like shoots down just like super quick and then she's like no <laughs> Cause she knows damn well her, her mom is just like Oh, like oh 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 um what so i thought the the scene there were a couple scenes that i thought were like really well done in getting across the emotions that they wanted to 
um, when Ming took the the pictures that May drew to the gas station or to the convenience store. Oh uh, yeah, dude, I had such bad secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Like this, when she pulled out the pictures, I was just like, "No!" <laughs> like I was like right there with me. Dude, the fact that and she's like they do like, like slow it down as she's putting the paper. It's just so perfect. Yeah, it's just like like exactly what she was saying. She's just like, "It's fine, it's fine. You just have to move and change your name." <laughs> I was just like, "You can never go back there ever again." <laughs> Um, so I really like that scene because like I said, secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Um, and the scene right after she, or right during Ming, um, g- getting mad at her friends, um, after, right after she attacked Tyler. Oh Yeah. So, and uh, getting on her friends, like, for corrupting her daughter and everything. And this, like, sitting there with, with May. And they're, she's just like, wait, that's not true. Like, like trying to give May the opportunity to just kind of own up and be like, yeah, this is, like, it was my idea and blah, 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 blah. But not, but just the silence. Like, not trying to go but but but, and then not saying anything it's just this the silent and then it's just the shameful look because like she knew like yeah like the second her friends saw that like they knew and it was just knowing that if i were in that same situation back at 13 that is exactly how i would have reacted like i i I would have let my mom freaking rip into good friends of mine because I was too much of a coward to speak up. Wow. See how it is. I don't think we knew each other at 13, did we? Uh, I don't think so. Did, or did we? I don't know. I don't know. I think we, we knew have... of each other, if anything. Yeah. Because we didn't true. become friends till like, ninth grade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we had health class together in, like, 8th grade, right? Uh, P.E. Oh, and health. Yeah. We did have oh, health. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you were Coach Steph's, like, um, teacher assistant. Yeah. Anyway. um, But, yeah, that's a, like, from a child that doesn't know how to speak up to <laughs> against their parent, that is exactly how I would have handled that entire interaction. So I'm like, well played. <laughs> Just think, if we knew each other back then, and he did that, this podcast might not be happening. We not might might not be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I was never as brave as May, and even like attempted to do bad things. Oh, okay, all right. Like I didn't start doing. I can't even call it bad. Like I didn't start doing my own thing until a little later. <laughs> Um, yeah, other than that, I think everyone else was really well used. The, maybe the aunties were a bit much, but. 
That's fair, but I I feel like th- that was kind of the point. Yeah, it was definitely the point. So it's hard to to get upset about it. <laughs> but I uh I dug it. As did I. But yeah, I think you're right on. I think maybe the writing for me might be a little bit lower. Like instead of a 92, I think I'll I'm at a 90. Okay. Yeah, for me, I, I would agree. Same thing, a little lower. Um, so, I'll go 91. Alright, well that averages us out to a 90.5. Um, next up we got acting. So, the, the cast for this... We have Rosalie Chang, who played Mei Lin. Sandra Oh who played her mother, Ming. Ava Morse, who played Miriam, who is Maylin's friend. Uh, Hyann Park, who also played another one of her friends, uh, Abby. Oh, bloody hell. I do not know how to say that. Maitri Yi Ramakrishnan, who played Priya. Uh, Orion Lee, who played Jin, and then Wang or Wei Ching Ho, who played the grandma. Then any others you wanted to include? Um, one that I would want to include is uh, James Hong, who played the voice of uh, Mr. Gao. Yes, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> it's it's Gao, right? Isn't that how they said it? And uh, yeah, Mr. Gao. Yeah. Because not only do I love this actor, but I love Mr. Gow in this movie. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling we're going to have very similar top three. Um, so who who's your top three? Uh, number three. Sorry, let me pull this cast up again. I apologize. Uh, damn, this is hard. <laughs> Um, I, you know what? Number three, I'm gonna give to uh, Ava Morse, who played Miriam. I just, I really liked her character, and I loved her voice. I thought she did a great job. Um, number number two, uh, just because I loved her, um, her, just her expressions, and just. Uh, she just put like so much emphasis into like certain words and I just loved it so much. So my three is actually going to be high in park. So Abby, um, and then number one, I would give to Rosalie Chang. Is, I'm, is that how you say her last name? Chang? I think so. Um, so as Maylin. Okay. You know, what? actually, I'm sorry. Can I, can I change my third? Sure. So actually I would, so I would bump down Ava Morse to four and then I would actually give number three to Sandra O. Oh. Because she she was so good as the mom. Okay. So that's my top three. Yeah, so... My number three, I'd actually give to Orion Lee, who played Jin. Okay. uh, Maylin's dad. I love it. Um, I loved how soft-spoken he was. And... 
like I just loved his character overall and like the way that he was talking to Mei Lin it was just very non-judgmental like he did the same thing with Ming like very not non-judgmental um very just soft and kind and and uh just wholesome overall um my number 2 I probably have to give to Sandra O, oh, who played Ming. Um, I thought she did a really good job at, at playing that overbearing helicopter mom. <laughs> um, I think th- I felt like she j- she sold the relationship really well because I feel like other overbearing like helicopter parents that we've seen kind of oversell it. Like, they just kind of get too enthusiastic about it, and it's like, okay, now it doesn't feel quite real. Like, you can't feel or hear the love behind what they're saying or what they're doing. Um, yeah. But with her, like, you could definitely tell that there was, like, a lot of love behind everything that she said. Like, like even when it was, like, the mathletes thing. Like, she just wanted to go and, like, encourage her, her daughter. Yeah. Like... She, it wasn't like it wasn't anything like vicious it wasn't anything like bad for her to want it was it just happened to be like may just didn't <laughs> want her there i mean obviously because it was a lie but still um yeah it, it was just like she she really sold the love for me and i don't i feel like that's a really hard thing for for people to pull off. Um, so I, I loved her her performance there. And then, yeah, my number one, same as you, giving it to Malin. She, uh, she was such a gem. So, like, I was afraid, too, that she was going to be annoying. I'm like, because there was a, a trailer that came out that she's just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm an adult, or at least according to the to the Toronto like bus system and it's like adult oh, 13 yeah. to however old you know 65 yeah so i'm like eh. like i feel like that kids who think that they're adults that are like 13 are annoying to me <laughs> yeah that that's fair so i think like the only part of her dialogue that got on my nerves and it was just, it was the beginning. Like, the way That's, that she was okay. describing, like, I do what I want, say what I want, 24-7, 365. I'm like, gosh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it got so much better after she's just like, if I want to do a cartwheel, I'm going to do a cartwheel. And then she, like, falls on her face. <laughs> and then just starts picking up her shit. I'm pretty <laughs> like, sure this is the first time I've ever heard crap in a Pixar movie. Really? I'm pretty sure, at least f- to me. I don't think I've ever heard crap huh. said any in any any in any other Pixar movie. Hmm. Yeah, I um I really dug dug that. Like they were able to like off there was a lot of balance in this movie that I, I noticed. Like, the... Miriam 
was like perfectly like centered of like enthusiastic and calm. Like she was just like a perfect center. And then they were able to do the same thing with Priya and Abby, where Priya was just completely unenthusiastic. Or it felt like that very monotone. And when and then the completely opposite end of that spectrum was Abby, where she was just over hyped about everything. And I, I just loved that that yin and yang. Yes. I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> I hope that's not like appropriation type shit. <laughs> I don't but think so. you you know what I mean? Just that yeah. that perfect balance. Like it, any everything that like Abby did that was super annoying, Priya off-centered or like brought back by being like completely monotone. Yeah, I, I, I we'll get that. into some of her her uh, effects cuz I really want to talk about Priya. Um but yeah, it's just they did a really good job at like balancing everything. Yes. Like I feel where even with like the grandma and Ming, like the grandma was just perfection for perfection's sake, where Ming was perfection for like for love's sake. Like, it, like you can always like find like a really good balance in this movie, and it it, it was great. Um. Yeah, where where are you at with acting? Uh, I don't know. I really didn't have any. I don't really have any problems with me. It, like the only thing character that I could think of that I wasn't the biggest fan of with like, vo- and it's not even like the voice acting. Cause he did a great job was Tyler just cause I found him annoying as hell. So I can't dock it for that. Yeah. Cause, cause he, he did supposed a great to job. be annoying. Yeah. So, you know, the, vo- the, um, voiceover, uh, artist did an amazing job at that. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to actually go slight, I'm going to go higher. Than my uh, story, I'm gonna go a 94. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just looked up this kid's acting credit, and he, this is his first like big role. Keep it up, kid. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Like he, like his first credit was in 2020. But he has like some big stuff under his his name. It's just like not big roles. Like he was in Wandavision as oh. the voice of a commercial kid. Okay. Or just commercial kid, not voice of. Yeah, commercial kid. And then he was in the Kaminsky Method in one episode. He was in Ron's Gone Wrong as additional voice. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the 2021 version, as additional voice. Poor kid. Yeah, so this is like his first big thing. Alright, awesome. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, Gosh, I like... The main cast was amazing. Like, if if I was grading the, the main cast alone, and the main cast being uh, May, Ming... Or May, her mom and dad, and her friends, I would probably be in the the mid nineties, 
around like 94, 95 range because they did that good of a job. Where I'm going to dock is some of the extras. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think a lot of the um, the other high school student or the not high school, the the other school students were overacting just a bit. <laughs> like, especially okay. the ones where they were um, the OMG girl. Like, oh, I, I, okay. I don't know what the hell her name was. But yeah, so just just them and the, the like some of the, the like the teacher, the math teacher like just didn't quite sell it. Like some people had too much enthusiasm, some people had like not enough. It's just they brought it down a little bit. So I think for acting I'm going to be down in like the 88. Okay. Fair enough. Alright, and that averages us out to a 91 for acting. Alright, next up we have character development. So I think we definitely have to do Mei Lin. I don't know, I thought I thought the dad really... I'm just <laughs> I thought you were going to say the mom. I'm like, we honestly could be discuss things with her too, but... Um... But um, I feel one of the biggest things that I loved about May's character development is because, I mean, of course, you know, at the beginning you see her as a uh, kid that, you know, wants to be herself, wants to hang out with her friends, but she still wants to, you know, respect her mom, be there for her mom. And so she, like, when she's offered to go to karaoke with her friends, she's just like, oh, but it's cleaning day, you know, like, I I like cleaning, you know, I'm going to go help my mom. And just you, once she, you know, gets uh, the the red panda she finally gets to um explore uh who she really is as a person and it's a really great character arc seeing how far she comes from from the beginning to the end and i especially love at the end when she says um you know we're, we're, i'm still cl- very close with my parents and things are different and sometimes i do wish that they could go back to how they used to be where you know i i didn't really hang out with my friends a lot outside of I didn't hang out with my friends outside of school um you know I was you know always just a goody two not goody two shoes but um I I was at my mom's like beck and call when it came to anything that she needed regarding the temple just she was a picture perfect child and I I just love that she mentions that you know like I, I some like I said that someday she wishes that she could go back to that but she knows that she can't and she feels that that's okay because she feels that this is the direction that she wants her life to go in. And she thinks that this is direction, the direction that it should be going in because she is finally being herself. Um, and so I think it's an, it's, it's, an, it's, it's, Jesus. Mm. I think it's, it's, it is an incredible character arc. I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah. Yeah. Like hard to argue there. Um, she, like everyone, they did a really good job at, at telling a story of growth. Like at the end, it didn't end happy. Like not everyone was like happy with where they were. Like you said, they weren't like, 
oh yeah everything's like better than it was like no it's not better than it was it's not worse than it was it's different yeah. now and i think that's like a huge dis like crazy distinction because it's not happily ever after which i feel like talking about the most recent movie in canto or in canto she like that movie kind of ended on a like and everyone lived happily ever after kind of situation and this one it 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 didn't and it was if it was very it was refreshing it was it was it wasn't like they just they didn't oversell like i they went reality like they try i feel like they try to keep the the uh, emotional tones of this very realistic like they yeah like the um yeah i i i just i like you said they i think they did a really really good job at telling malin's story of of growth and um being able to have that freedom to like that openness and freedom because you could tell that she didn't like lying to her parents but she eventually got to a point where she didn't need to and like in that she was like a lot happier like not feeling like she needed to hide anything or not be who she truly is um, she got to be open about what she wanted, got to go out and do the things that she wanted to do. And damn it, if it wasn't a great arc. <laughs> Shit, did I, t- I talked myself up with this one too. Hell yeah, that's what I'd love to hear. Where are you at? Uh, I'm Shocker in, uh, I would say like the low 90s. Um, so, but still pre- pretty decently high. I'm gonna go with 92. Ooh, that is actually exactly where I was at too. Oh hell yeah! All right, so that averages our development, our character development score to a 92. Awesome. All right, moving on over to effects, where I feel we're gonna have a freaking blast talking about this. Oh yes. Um, which one? What do you want to discuss first? <laughs> Uh, hell, I don't, uh, dude, I don't even know, I, I mean, okay, I, I got one, uh, freaking how I talked about earlier where, uh, when, um, May just bursts into school and she's just like, besties assemble, and she points to Miriam first, and it, like, does, like, a freeze frame, and, like, it almost felt like they were gonna do, like, freaking, like, character stats, but they a little don't. bit <laughs> they don't it's it's just like a free it's just like a freeze frame and then it like says her name um but they do it for like every one of her friends so it goes miriam and then it goes uh oh my god what's uh, priya. priya and and then it goes to abby um and just uh i love with abby she's like yeah like because um uh, uh, oh my god. Miriam is like freaking like eating something, so it like pauses on her like stuffing her mouth. And then Priya, I think, isn't she just like reading a book? Yeah, and, and so, so she like, just kind of like lowers the book a little bit so you can see her yeah. face. And then Abby is like my favorite because she's like yelling at someone in, I believe, Chinese or uh, Korean. I, 
Korean. Sorry. Yeah, that's what you. the no, that's just what the subtitle said. Oh, okay. Thank you. I, so, I didn't know that off the top of my head. <laughs> so she's yelling at someone in Korean, but then she sees May and just the way she's just like, May, what's up, girl? And she puts like her like two fingers up to her eye and that's when it freezes at her. <laughs> I just freaking loved it. Yeah, it's like just straight up does like an anime pose. Yeah, it's it's so great. Yeah, like this was a perfect fusion of Disney and oh, what was it you said? Uh, D- Studio Ghibli. 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 Sorry, <laughs> you're good. I remember. I remember that I lost that 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 t- or pole. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, just like just you like... lost the pole stereo over stereo. I will freaking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like the it was like a perfect combination of the two. And it wasn't like overdone either. It wasn't like in your face like like sometimes it was, but not in like in in a crazy anime way. Yeah. Like I love the the nods that we got to certain things like when you're seeing uh May's dad making dinner. And he like he's doing all like the seasonings and stuff, chopping, and it's like all close up, just like food porn <laughs> shots of yeah. of it. And then you like it pans up, like you see him dropping stuff into the pan, and it like pans up, and then you see like the white sunglasses or the the white of his glasses. So it's kind of like the anime glare. And then like he's like looks up, and his glasses are all like steamed up. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It was great. Like I was just like, oh, they just went like full anime dad with with him, and then they like did that scene where I'm like, oh, it's just steam. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I'm not the biggest fan of anime. Same. There, there's only been a, a handful of of animes that I've actually liked and watched, but. I I know all of those like little tropes that they have. <laughs> so seeing that one was just hilarious. Um I love that. I love the big like anime eyes anytime they saw something cute or something that they liked. I thought I was going to hate the scene where like the the mom and dad are testing her and they bring in the kittens and she does like the huge eyes, but that just made me laugh even harder. It was so funny. It was so funny. My favorite reaction, though, is when they are finally at the concert and Four Town comes out and they, like, are sitting there just, like, in shock. And then they, like, big, big anime eyes, like, snotty nose, like, crying. <laughs> yeah, that that was just fantastic. It was so funny. Like, I love this because it's something we've never seen out of Pixar before. And I think they did it so well. This is like a new favorite animation style for me. Oh, same here. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and they made Maze Panda look just so freaking soft. (laughs) Seriously. I feel bad, though, for, like, the people that had to animate the fur on that thing, because, holy shit, I'm sure that was worse than, like, having to animate Sully in Monsters, Inc. 
no joke. But the the work was well paid off. Oh, absolutely. It is it is so hard for me to think of any like one thing that I didn't like about this. Dude, I just I love that um and I always love when they add this kind of thing in like not in just animation but in live action when they're like doing like the uh, title sequence for it and like you know like it has the you know like turning red and then it has her leaning on it and then she like it collapses and she falls over whenever they do something like that when a character like leans on the title card and then it breaks and falls like falls apart i think that is freaking hilarious and so (laughs) i love that they did that with the animation in this movie yeah it the the title sequence like that title part of the title sequence it was unexpected for it me was. because you, you like I, I can't think of another movie where they interact with the title like that other than like in a trailer okay maybe i am thinking of just trailers here yeah like you're right it is it's super funny when they yeah. do that like it's never failed to get a laugh out of me um I don't think I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but yeah, it, it, it's it's good. It's yeah. it's really good. <laughs> um, geez, talk. I want to talk about Priya real fast because of how like monotone she is. She always kind of has just like a glazed over look or just like not very enthusiastic look. Like her eyes are kind of always like half shut. And it was so funny because they still gave her the reactions that all the other girls were having. Like the big, like, wide-eyed, just glowing eyes. Like, they were still doing that with her half-closed eyes. And it was hilarious. Like, I started paying attention to her, like, with the second viewing. I was paying attention to her during scenes like that. And her reactions are freaking funny. (laughs) But, oh my gosh, overall, like, I think they did an amazing job with all the animation. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, This is, like like Caleb said, this is definitely something different for Pixar animation-wise. And, yeah, they, they freaking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, gosh, like, I think they just nailed everything. Like... One thing that I I've, I notice in um in anime a lot is when a character gets caught off guard and is told to like move or do something, and this was like something that happened between uh, Grandma and May's dad, is when she was like, "Jin, clear off the table," and he was like caught off guard and like eh, and like kind of like did like a hopping around like knees up and everything or like in a circle. Oh, yeah. Like I I don't know what it is about that. I thought that was like I love shit like that. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just it's interesting to watch to like this whole movie is interesting to watch. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Just cuz there's so much like different animation styles that like like we've said, you don't you've never seen before. Makes me want to go back and rewatch it over and over and over because there's there's shit I miss. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. Gosh, it's really hard for me to like dock the effects for anything. Where are you at? 
Um, I don't know, I'm I'm pretty freaking high. So you know what? I'm gonna make this my highest score so far. I'm gonna go a 95. If it wants to work for me. I'm going to go a tad bit lower. I'm going to go to 94. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was good. It's just for me not quite at 95 or 95 level. And that's comparing like Ooh, I gave you Encanto a 93. Was this better than it, I think it was better than Encanto or Encanto? Not quite, because like, like I said, uh, Encanto, we gave, I gave a 93. Okay. So, so I, 94. 94 is where I'm putting uh, this one. I like it. It was, just, it was slightly better. Because, <laughs> like, Encanto had, like, the, st- the stereotypical, like, Disney animation. Yeah. And... Just it didn't quite add anything new like this movie did. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I would agree with that. All right, next up we got music. <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Or are you not a four townie? <laughs> no, that song, dude. The song stuck in my head. <laughs> the rest I of the soundtrack it. is not like top-notch like it's it's no randy newman no absolutely not it's like the the music fits and everything it is what it is but i think if the, the song was not as catchy as it was um i would probably be at a seven but unfortunately it is a very catchy song <laughs> so you're going an eight i think i'm going to an eight and you know because what? they only have like i would be at an i would be at a nine if they like the soundtrack was like if it had like one more song to it okay that's fair. but the fact that they only have the one song that they just kind of play over and over and over again and well, that's I mean, kind of why they, it's I mean, they do have. I think there's actually like two or three songs that uh, Four Town does actually sing. Do they really? I thought it was mm-hmm. just the one. No, uh, cause, uh, I actually looked it up on Spotify. The soundtrack, yeah, there's like three songs that they actually uh, sing in this movie. Okay, then uh, yeah, I'm definitely at an eight because the songs all sounded the same. <laughs> yeah, I, and I would agree with you. I'm at an eight as well. Like, I honestly thought like. If they were singing different songs throughout, I thought it was the same song, just different parts of that song. That that's fair. That is fair. So yeah, I I'm more than happy sitting at an eight. <laughs> I mean, but damn you for getting real close to that nine. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, next up we got costumes. So, so with an animated movie like this, is just going to be character design. Oh, I love the character designs, <laughs> dude. They they did really, really good the, with yeah. this. Like they have the silhouette down to a freaking T. They do do 
a lot of these outfits that the girls were wearing, I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, that just screams early 2000s. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Everyone looked super good. Like, the pandas all looked really good. Uh, Okay. I will dock for the other pandas. Okay. So, like, the the grandparent or grandma and the, the aunts. And I guess Ming's too, because they the pandas all kind of had like weird hair, which yeah, I guess isn't kinda, like a big complaint, but I think that kind of worked with all their characters. Yeah, yeah, at least to me, kind of mm. differentiated them, so you could would be able to tell them all apart. Okay, I guess because I feel like the the aunt and the grandma, the aunts and the grandma, their panda heights were honestly all the same. The only ones that were different were Mings and uh, the <laughs> definitely Mings. Yeah, were Mings and Mays because I mean May was the shortest one of them all. Yeah, and Ming freaking being a freaking Megazord height. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I want to know what at what point. Like I, I kind of like it's kind of the same thing I want from the Encanto dads or. Like, the parents. I want, like, a backstory <laughs> on, like, what, under what circumstances were, did Ming turn into, uh, like, the big panda? Because I thought yeah, they got rid of, like, is the age that the panda thing happens, like, usually in the teens? Or is it, like, later in life? Or, like, what's the, what's the situation with that? Because, like... How did how did uh, Jin see it? <laughs> That's a good point because I mean uh, Ming brings up that uh, she thought she had a, she had more time. She didn't expect it to be this soon. So yeah. considering that um, May is thirteen, right? Yes. So I would assume maybe like fourteen or fifteen. Probably fifteen is when it happens. I don't know. It seemed like she felt like there was a lot more time. Maybe 16? That's what I'm thinking. So, unless Jin and Ming, like, saw each other at, or met each other by, like, 16, yeah. 16, 17, then I would, I would, I want the backstory on, like, the circumstances of why, um, or of how Jin saw Ming's panda. Because now thinking about it, when uh, Meg approaches uh, Ming, you know, when they're in the, uh, I don't know what the hell it's called. Like the place where you go when you separate the panda from you. When I just call that maybe like the ritual realm. The ri- okay, I like that. The ritual realm. realm. Um, I don't know. Her, like now thinking about it, the way that her character design looked, she looked about 16. She definitely looked a lot older than uh, May May's character. You got a point there. Yeah. So where, yeah. So okay. So that just gives me like more stuff. Like, was were they like middle school sweethearts? <laughs> or like what? What was the deal there? <laughs> that you know what turning red too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that can just be a, a Disney Plus spinoff. Just turn that, yeah. Just turn that into a spinoff. How, what what age did Ming and uh, 
Shit, what's Jin. the dad's name? Jin truly me and fell in love. Yeah. That's the Pixar short that we want to see next. I I think they freaking nailed it with the uh, the character design. I absolutely agree. I, I'm going to go to a 10 just because I do feel like they did have some, like, costumes-wise with some of the extras. Like, I'm not going to give them, like, a full 10, but I think it's it's up there. Wait. Like, I think the, the design... What? No, because you said, I'm going to give it a 10, but I'm not going to give it a full 10. Did I did I say yeah, that? Yeah. Whoops. So, I so meant to mean say... I No, I would... Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a 9. That's basically okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm going to give it the same. But that was really funny. Jeez, freaking feel stupid. Dude, it's almost midnight where you are. It's understandable. Yeah. Alright, last up we got our own personal score for it. You want me to take this one? Yeah, if you want to. Okay. Um, so overall, this is a gr- this is such a great Pixar movie. I loved this movie. Uh like I told Caleb, um, Honestly, with like the last three Pixar movies that have released, so Soul, Luca, and now Turning Red, this is actually number one for me. Then Soul, then Luca. Like I don't know. The more I watch Luca, don't get me wrong, I liked Luca. It's just it's it's definitely not a favorite of Pixar's for me. Um, doesn't make me like it any less. Um, but it's definitely not one that I will revisit that many times. Whereas I see myself coming back to Turning Red quite a bit. Um, so. You know what? Because yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go a 95. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A one point below Encanto. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, like there's a lot to go back and re- rewatch this movie for. Like I, I so I first watched the movie the day it came out on. Uh, the 11th. Okay. Um, watched it the first time. It I thought it was great. And then I, ju- I rewatched it again today. And it felt like a like a new viewing experience. Like I knew all the, the ins and outs of the story. All the twists and whatever. Um, but I think it was a really well paced movie. Really interesting. Got into some like really deep themes and honestly it was a lot better than i was expecting it to be um i i i had a feeling it was going to be on the same level as like soul and luca um but i think it, it exceeded those as well like this being my personal grade i'm i'm am going a little lower but not like too low like i'm i'm i think i'm gonna be at like an 88 like just shy of a 90 um so yeah but that averages our personal score out to a 91.5 not bad yeah not bad at all so that concludes this week's breakdown so the final 
Albro's letter grade for turning red has come to a an A minus. I'll be a hundred percent real. This is a uh, I thought it was going to be a a B plus, but oh, is it that close? It's it's fairly close. Okay, like it's point eight percent away from from a B. All right, plus. Okay. Um, so it is sitting at a ninety point eight seven percent. Wow. Yeah, which is really freaking good. So comparing this to other um A minus movies that we've scored, this puts it below the Untrained Eye, Crash and Taz, Spider-Man Far From Home score. Sorry, guys. Which is at it. No, it's it's above that. Oh. Or there's that score is above Turning Red. Damn it. So Turning Red is at a 90.875, and their Far From Home score by themselves is at a 90.93. Okay. Um, it also puts it below... How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which is at a 91. Okay. Um, it's below Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is at a 91.1. Yeah. Uh, it's below Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which is at a 91.2. And then it is also below Coco, which is at a 91.4. Like, I'm, I'm wondering what other like animated movies it's below so this is like so it is two percent below um Encanto okay and then there is a 0.2 percent difference between uh or not 0.2 it's 0.4 a 0.4 percent difference uh from Coco so not bad um, and then this puts it above Tusk, which is at a 90.79, uh, puts it above Promising Young Woman, which is at a 90.75, it's above Little Women, which is at a 90.61, all right, it's above 1917, which is at a 90.37, and then... Just because we brought it up earlier, it is above us and soul, which are both at a ninety point two five. Okay. Wait, us. Yeah. Wait. The oh Jordan God. Peele movie. We did bring up us. I don't remember that. No, uh, I was just saying us and and soul. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it, uh, they're they're just at the like exactly the same score. Uh, okay, okay. Sorry, I was I was getting confused. I'm like, wait, why are you putting uh, us in there if like we're comparing it with Soul? I was just getting confused. My bad. No, sorry, I I might have just worded that weird. No, you're good. But yeah, so Soul, Soul and Turning Red. There's a point uh, six percent difference between them, but. Turning Red is on top. All right. 
and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm actually fine with that too. I I I after you um you asked me that, I did do some pretty decent reflection and <laughs> yeah, I think turning red has a lot more uh going for it than soul. Um but yeah, anyway, that's uh that's where it's sitting. Hell yeah. A 90.87. Not uh, I believe uh, that concludes uh, this week's episode. Unless, Caleb, do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, nope. All right. Well, then, um, if you like what you heard and want to hear more, uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. Um, Apple Podcast, all that good jazz. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. Um, you can follow us on social media where you can also DM up, DM us with any episode ideas or answer our questions of the week when we actually post them. Um, yeah, yeah, we haven't <laughs> done that in a while. We have not. Um, but so those social medias are Facebook.com. So for Facebook, it's Facebook.com forward slash the Albros, Twitter and Instagram at the all bros and also for at the all bros that is also for uh our uh, tiktok i have not posted video there in a while and i apologize i need to i feel when i'm out there we gotta film some tiktoks dude dude for sure um speaking of i have an idea for okay for tiktok that we'll talk about after oh okay sorry um uh, and then um, if you don't want to uh, answer our questions of the week or mention a movie idea on any social medias, you can email us with those ideas. Uh, we, we are the All Bros Channel at the 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 the, the, the All Bros Channel at gmail dot com. Um, be sure to check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the All Bros, where that is the best place to get our merch because that is the really the only place where if you customize something we can actually get it made to where you can get what you want because you know studios keep taking shit down from uh t public but if you prefer to get uh your all bros merch at t public uh you can find us at tpublic.com why did you move up you stupid computer you can find us at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel um, next week on the podcast, uh, even though we were supposed to break this down like weeks ago, we're sorry. I apologize about that. That it honestly was my my fault. Um, but we will be breaking down, breaking down, breaking down Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Hell yeah! So yeah, um, so you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan, and I'm Caleb. And we will see you bros next week. Deuces. So long.